I have a size 16 shoe. What? That's my icebreaker answer. You said we're going to do icebreakers. When they say come up with a fun fact about you, I just say that I have a size 16 shoe. People go, oh. It's my most interesting fact that nobody can give a shit about. And I don't like revealing things about myself to people. Not on the podcast, I guess. Um, Do you still have both your sliders? I never had slides. Oh, well, now you have one less slide. Oh, what did you steal? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, his slides. Oh, well, I don't care. I don't don't wear them anyway because, I don't know, they probably drag my knuckles or heels. I saw you guys try to plot to steal my shit. Tommy said, what is it? Put him in check? I almost punched him in the face. I haven't seen him since. Actually, I saw him the other day. I, I was about to say, you saw him the day before. Well, like, I edited it afterwards. I edited it yesterday, and he was like, we'll steal his shoes. We gotta, he said something along the lines of, we'll put him in check, or he deserves it. And I'm like, fuck you, Tommy. I'm tired of your bullshit. Don't you steal my shoes. Don't that's you an, steal my shoes, all right? You nice, can't have them. That's a nice Mary Carey shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's J-Lo. It's, dude. <laughs> guys, guys. You uncultured swine. <laughs> Get serious. It's Natalie Imbruglia of I, famous song Torn. I was like, damn, that's a deep cut. I, I don't, definitely don't know that one off the top of my head. Nothing's right. I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. What year did that song come out roughly? 95. Maybe 94. Maybe 96. How much soft pop is in your head? Like how much? How much of your brain is Sarah Bareilles? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I was like, "Not gonna match you." No, I, I knew, I knew the Sarah Bareilles song, and she wrote that song. For some reason, I know this too because the label was like, "You need to write us a love song," and she was like, "I'm not gonna write you a love song because you asked for it because you need one." You see, I'm not gonna write you a love song because um, you asked for one because you need one, and you're on your way. Not gonna write you. Is this because you work in the Apple store? Uh, that's <laughs> a part of how I survived the Apple store better. But I watched a lot of VH1. Mind you, I didn't watch MTV. I watched VH1, which is like the alternative lighter stuff. Um, less cussing, which is why I was allowed to watch it without uh, my parents yelling at me, which is another episode of this podcast. So go watch uh, Parental Advisory. Look it up on Spotify and all audio platforms and podcasts. Um yeah, so VH1 was on the hook. So it was a lot of Jason Mraz in 2006. So, um, <laughs> was it Jason Mraz that you were telling me about the font thing? No, that was John Mayer. I get those two dudes confused. That's fine. A little bit of John Mayer thrown in there, too. Which uh, one's the one that was going to land on the grenade? That's Bruno Mars. That's later. That's 2010. Which is the one All that, three like... of them are the same person. <laughs> what? <laughs> one of them is, like, vaguely, vaguely ethnic. He's not even a white guy. Are the other ones? Yeah, yeah. They're all white guys. <laughs> no, he asked, are the other ones vaguely ethnic? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Jason Mraz, maybe, even though he's violently white. But I, I was about to say, who's the one that's like the notorious man whore? That's John Mayer. That's John Mayer. John Mayer has betted, uh, Your Body's a Wonderland is about Jennifer Love Hewitt. These are things I know from VH1, and I love the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. I thought it was always an internet rumor, and it just got confirmed, thanks to Logan Paul, that Rey Mysterio did date Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston? Yep. That's She said for like a week, right? I saw yeah, that clip. Yeah, for like a week. That's fine. <laughs> sure, everybody needs a little bit of the Latino heat, even if it's Rey Mysterio. That's, I was about to say that's Teddy Guerrero. Exactly, but they are in the same oeuvre at the time. Uh, Joe Giro, um, Bruno Mars is Filipino. Uh, Joe I, Giro, just so, because you were speaking out about Jay's lovely shirt, um, the, Hans Gruber is a band. They are literally doing an, an 80 city tour. I don't know where you're from, but 
probably you, you can catch a show. If you're not from a place that's close to 80 cities, you're never going to go to anything fun. And this is the most fun you'll ever have. And looking at that shirt, it's probably the best you'll ever hear them. I mean, you kind of saw half of them. Los Corulos, half of them are in Hans Gruber. Oh, that's fine. Or fun. Uh, I meant to say fun in case they love us. They do love us. I, mean, I actually thought it was. Well, they don't love us. They haven't tuned into the podcast. Well, then how could us. they love us? Because they met us. No, they met you. They love you. And, that and there was that one guy at that. It was the same show you did before I went on my flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there was another guy who was this Mexican guy who I didn't know if you knew him, if he was in the band or whatever, but he just loved talking to me in fast Spanish. <laughs> and, I, and he knew that I didn't speak Spanish, but I just nodded my head for about 30 minutes understanding maybe fractions of what he was saying not because i didn't understand spanish that was a good chunk of it yes but because he was speaking so fast about i don't know i lost the plot thread and he so it just got thrown he was definitely in a using that um middle Ma- mexican really fast spanish yeah it was ridiculous and i'm like i don't understand you regular i don't know why you're going fast and i just kept nodding and going uh-huh uh-huh yeah i get that no no i get it for serious yes yeah, no i get that yeah no you're right just say that and you're fine. That's the best filler. Just, uh-huh. Yeah, I get that. Well, he was drunk as fuck. Yeah, I know, but I, that works for most people. Most people just want to hear themselves talk, including myself. I'm not even excluding myself from the situation. Yeah, we haven't interrupted you for like four minutes. I know. JJ's here <laughs> just doing God knows what. Uh, I'm reading the chat. Oh. <laughs> Uh, on I the note of the chat, I do think it's funny that Deep Fang is like, ah, listening to an episode about machismo while playing Max Payne. There you go. <laughs> and also, Blazkowicz... <laughs> one, two, or three. All are good. <laughs> Blazkowicz 161 subscribed for two months in a row. Oh, I thought we- he subscribed on Tuesday. I don't even know if it's a guy, because I just assume... We assume gender so hard on this show. Maybe we need to talk about that in our machismo episode. <laughs> if you have a, if you're purple, like Mocha Medics, girl, automatically. Don't know if that's true, but purple... Girl, uh, I was purple. I know Tina you don't Chia color, is You blue. don't, exactly. No, we thought that um, Serenity was a girl, because it's Serenity and it was in pink. Just a dude. Just a dude being a guy, a guy being a bro. But we were like, oh, woman... Because we're dumb. I'm a cis male. It's true. Blackowitz. Oh, see? There you go. A cis male. And that's one word, too. It's not even cis male. It's cis male. Statistically like speaking, Italian. the majority of them are going to be dudes. Yeah. Like, like on Twitch, I haven't looked at her in a while. I think it's pretty high. I think it's higher than all the other platforms. Because women on our TikTok are 30%, which is the highest percentage on any of our platforms. And I think Twitch is the worst. Maybe YouTube, where it's like 5% women. I mean, there was a couple of people that asked me for interviews that were women, but like they asked to be interviewed. You yeah, they wanted to, to be on the show. Oh, who are these people? Well, we can talk about that. God later. damn it, we need women presence on the show. Well, they were visiting during South by. Oh well, I hate <laughs> remote online shit, but I guess I want to move into the new age and take advantage of all of my YouTube connects. I need to be able to do it remotely, so. So remote shows coming to a city near you. I could get a bunch of people, I'm sure, remotely, but it's just not as fun. It's just like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> Five second delay. Was, was listening to Violet Myers talk about machismo earlier today. Isn't that the porn star? Yeah. Yes. Mm. 
What was the thing I said about purple? Violet, purple? I don't know. I don't. There was no connection. Um, Violet is a shade of purple. There you go. Uh, I thought this episode was called My Cheese Mo, and now I have constipation. Leave the jokes to us, Joe Jira. <laughs> and by that, I mean we'll probably come up with a joke of equal quality, and that's about as good as we can do, but just I leave mean, it to Joe us. Jira likes JJ's shirt. I can't poop on him too. I'm hard. not pooping on Joe Jira. Joe Jira's here all the time, and this is the subscriber exclusive content you get is me calling out your name, knowing that you're here all the time, and making fun of your terrible jokes whereas you can do that all the time and i can't see because the chat moves too fast and my vision's going because i'm elderly looks like you need glasses i do have glasses i just don't wear them well, because the reflection in the lights make them look stupid that's why tommy doesn't wear <laughs> you can get glasses. glare free glasses no I, those are glare for the are gl- glare resistant and they it's for you not for the glasses i've never seen someone struggle with the word glare before uh, man, don't talk to me about struggling with words. I have to edit so many of your intros because you like double talk on some of the words. I do double talk. You, you stutter, and I'm like, where do you get this stutter from? You speak clearly every other time in the world, and then just when you start the show, you're like, "Hey, everybody, welcome to." I mean, welcome to the show. And I'm it's like, "What?" I suck at multitasking. That's what it is. I'm trying to press. Button oh, like, is that it? Yeah, that's all. It oh, is. we'll get good enough to where it's not even a thought. Hey, man, I'm practicing. Well, then at you, least once you, a week. You need to come in. <laughs> you need to come in on the off time and, and just and just, it. and just record yourself saying nonsense. I'll put a. I'll get a bioskeleton that you could talk to on the other side. I'll be here. I just won't help you, but it'll help you focus. <laughs> The opposite of Mr. Miyagi. He doesn't give you chores to do. He's just like, fuck it, go. Do it. <laughs> Get better. That's what I say. Hype train is close. A hype train is incoming. Sam, have you considered contact lenses? Absolutely not. The prospect of sticking something terrifying or anything in my eye or or having like painful eyes because I uh, didn't pull them out, that would ruin my whole life. What's up, Goliath? Just ha- oh, I, I'm giving a special hi to Goliath. Yeah, hold on. What happened with Goliath? I saw, I saw a couple chats, and then I saw a GoFundMe, potentially? I didn't see a GoFundMe. Oh, or I saw a link to something. Are they doing okay? Uh, Goliath just said they were going through a hard time, and oh. I, I never got any details. Oh, well, that. Goliath, be easy. I, 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 you were, I was gone uh, when I saw that happen. I was editing and doing the basics, but um, uh, hear from me. Hear from the horse's mouth. Um, I hope you're doing okay. And... Uh, we shall overcome? I don't know what to say. I, I'm having a bad it's day myself. Hard, it's kind of hard to give someone advice when you don't know what's going on. Exactly. Be fine. Uh, get well soon. Fuck that. Get well now. Uh, Frisco Flame with the 169 biddies. So appreciate Rico Hero that. with the thousand. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rico Hero, you are out of this world. Oh, and they can't even hear us because we plugged in the mics. And I think you need to turn on the audio on the computer so you can hear all these Prince noises. Or we don't. That's fine. I can just make do? the noise. No, it's on the black computer. It's too much effort at this point. Um, uh, I'll just do it myself <laughs> for five times. Um, and you know what? I think I might have turned off the bits one because the bits one was a little bit too egregious. Um, so we need to change the bits noise. I'm going to get new Twitch emotes. Probably I'm to working JJ on going, ahoo. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, fine. That was my bad Mario Deal. accent. Oh, is that what that was? I thought that was ahoo. like the Mexican thing. Like, ahoo. Like, or I don't know. No, that, that was more Mario. I could do that one better. Yeah, that was more Mario. Counts low seventeen. Sub to Ninja Turtles twenty. Life is like low. I'm good. <laughs> okay. All that for nothing. Well, I'll do my Mario noises now for the rest of this, the hype train. Um, Where's the smoke machine and the Christmas music? Oh my fuck! No! <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, the, the, it's that, not heat up. Right I'm now. running the show, so there's no. Smoke I could do the lights. I can't do the, the fog machine. No, dude, that makes it too hard to breathe in here. Last time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, maybe. you, you, you. I'm a smoker. No, is that what you're well, gonna not, say? no, I wasn't even gonna go that route. I go. You frequent smoky yeah, bars. That's like nicotine free. It's like all the good stuff is out of that smoke. I can trust <laughs> the poison. Fine. I will. It's just carcinogens. No, I'll put tobacco in there if you'd like. That. Be mildly better. Yes. Okay, I'll put I'll put to raw tobacco in and let it you soak. Just put in, in a little juice. hookah on the side. Yeah. <laughs> also, order some of those little like balls that you get in the Camel Crush. Mm, oh, the menthol balls. Yeah, just well, in case we feel like it sometimes. Fair enough. <laughs> we can do that. We'll put it at the tip. We'll just just have that off. Stuff it in there, and may, and maybe get some ventilation. How about you guys pay for an apartment where I have ventilation? Tired of all these demands. You like? Why don't you are, just are you get the some one ventilation? Demanding or are they the one demanding? They're demanding. I get some ventilation in the house, even though there's a giant window there and that'd be pretty easy to do. <laughs> but they could just buy me a bigger apartment with ventilation. I, I can't even get this fucking air conditioning to work. I don't, it is I don't 80 think degrees. they can do that. They can. They're watching us. They're actual, they're so successful. Everybody who watches our show is successful and lovely. Don't you know that, Marcos? Do you think they're just the scum of the earth? Do you oh. think they're from Ohio or something? I kind of like Ohio. I don't. I've never been, but... <laughs> How can you hate a place you haven't been to? Uh, I've never been to North Korea. That's different. <laughs> I've been to North Korea. Ohio, North Korea. I bet the North Koreans are fine. It's just their leader that's... Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're downtrodden and, and hyper-patriotic, like Ohio. Oh, dude. Actually, <laughs> I, 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 360, 100%. North Koreans are awesome because I can amaze them with like basic technology. Ooh. Like, <laughs> like here's a PlayStation, guys. PlayStation 1. <laughs> Do you think they have PlayStation? They definitely don't have a PlayStation. Oh, they man. probably don't even have flat screen TVs. Dude, let's go. Let alone another flat screen TV. Just <laughs> Let's go. Let's go rescue some North Koreans and then do a YouTube channel where it's like North Pretty Korean sure. discovers PlayStation 1 for the first time. Pretty sure it'd be a war crime. <laughs> to rescue them from North Korea? I don't think you'd come back. The last <laughs> American that was on the other side didn't come back. I might take a couple bullets they, in the ass. They fucked up a dude for leaving a Bible in there. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I saw that guy. No, but the guy, you just got to make it to the demilitarized zone. It's just a sprint, you know? I got to work on my sprinting, but like... Yeah, it's totally plausible. There's a whole country of people that haven't tried. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Well, it technically be human trafficking. Shut up, Felix. <laughs> Tommy Boy is set in Ohio. Yeah, and you know how much trouble he was in after his dad died? This is because they have no laws protecting. But Tommy Boy himself is an Ohioan. <sighs> San Sandusky's not even a real place. I mean, Cedar Point is amazing. That's like the number one theme park I want to go to. I know. You keep saying that. Because and you're too big to fit on roller coasters. And I am not too. It's big not because to you're fat. It's because you're tall and broad. I just humans don't have shoulders your size. I went to every roller coaster in Universal. It was fine. Your shoulders are too big for humans. Hey man, as long as I'm not Shaq sized, I'll be fine. Shaq could fit. Well, no, <laughs> Shaq would get decapitated and deshouldered. Deshouldered <laughs> sounds delicious. Deshouldered, totally worth the ticket skipping. Cedar oh. Point is great. Well, that's because Blazkowicz. Uh, Blaskowitz? Is that Blaskowitz? Italian? No, no, no. It's definitely it's some... Wolfenstein. Oh, I was gonna say Jewish. I, in my head, I thought Jewish, but in my mouth, said Italian for some reason. I don't know why that was. That was really it's weird. The mustache. Mate, mine or yours? No, they both have mustaches. Oh, Jews and Italians are. Do Jewish people have mustache? Well, they have one. No, that was German. <laughs> he had a shitty one. Do Jewish people notoriously have mustaches? I mean, a couple of them do. That's not like a traditional thing, though. When you I mean, think of at like least the stereotypical a couple of the Jews thought. in Delta Force had mustaches. I mean, 
the they have beards that the mustache kind of comes along with the right. That's more of a beard a package thing. deal. Exactly, but like mustache is what you have, a beard yeah. is what I have. And what is and to my understanding of the Jewish people, that's less common than this. Hey, all I know is when I saw Delta Force, a couple of the Jews. Are you had talking mustaches. about the 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 spy movie with the guinea pigs? What you said, Delta Force? Isn't that Delta Force? Delta Force is a Chuck Norris movie, and it's also like the Army Special Forces. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the movie with the spies and the hamsters? G4. G4. Oh, okay, well, there you go. That shows you guys. Like I said, guys, my day has been not fun today. Well, we're so trying I'm to make just, it a little So my brain fun. is wherever it wants to be. It's everywhere else that's not here until we get on topic. Well, that's good because I was trying to lighten the load a little bit. Oh, you know I'm an overthinker. That didn't help. It's just now it's in more places is all I'm saying. Good. That's not good. Yeah, that's good, because then it's not in the angry box. It's in G-Force. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I fucking hate hamsters, all right? No, I'm kidding. Oh. They were gerbils. Were they gerbils? That's why they're... No, they're guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Gerbil, yeah. gerbil Force? They're smaller, I think, gerbil, ger- gerbils are. I'm pretty sure that movie had gerbils. I didn't see it. It was on Nickelodeon. I didn't see it either. I just thought when you were saying... Uh, I was disappointed that it wasn't a Battle of the Planets movie. <laughs> Top movie mashup, Lincoln with Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. It works so well. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and start the show. Um, thank you for coming out. Leave and- leave the jokes to us again. Sorry if you heard me say, hey, I was trying to get the Manscaped dad going. Did you know that this is the Manscaped dad? And did you know over 4 million people have trusted their neck, their back, their booty, and their crack? With Manscaped products using the Lawnmower 4.0, of course, that's the standard. But here's the thing I talk about all the time the Beard Hedger. The Beard Hedger is what keeps my beard nice and so fresh and so clean, clean. I love it with the Zoom Wheel. 20 different adjustable sizes right there. Just click the Zoom Wheel, get things nice and directly measured on your face. And. As you all know, I've talked about this before, but it's almost time to talk about the Weed Whacker. This is the 2.0. No, the 1.0. Which version is this? I don't know. Let's take a look. Because if you go to Manscaped.com, you can get the 1.0, the 2.0, the Inevitable 3.0. You can get that all for 20% off and free shipping using coupon code MEX20. That's 20% off and free shipping. 2.0 is the new one. Like I said... One rogue nose or ear hair can be the difference between attracting the right or the wrong kind of attention by a hair. Cut into a painless solution. The Weed Whacker 2.0 with second generation engineering and a superior cutting performance. This is the 1.0. I actually used it earlier, so you're not going to get any of those tasty, crumbly, choppy bit sound effects. But just know that because I didn't have them right there, that it does work and that I use it. Constantly. Like I use all my Manscaped products. I went back home, had my own beard hedger in there. This is just the box for it. And then I had the Shed travel bag that I use as well, along with the shampoos and conditioners and other body washes and deodorants. I use it all. And you can get yourself prepared for the near future, the deep future, and get yourself from neck to back, front ways, all the way clean. Using coupon code MEX20 for 20% off and free shipping. Using MEX20 for 20% off and free shipping. And you want to know something? I went home for Easter and some of my family listens to the podcast and they know I do Manscaped ads. The neck to back thing was their invention because my cousin Andy is disgusting. Neck 
all the way down the body, into the pubic area, maybe in the, the nether regions, up the crack, up your back. Manscaped's got you covered. Coupon code MEX20, 20% off and free shipping. We are with Manscaped a few more months. They love us, and that's because you all have been showing them love by using the coupon code, and we appreciate the fact that you do use it, and we appreciate the fact that Manscaped has gifted us so many fine products for us to use and to maintain our good looks and hairless chests. I mentioned earlier in the show my girlfriend's coming. I might need to shave my entire body smooth. And with Manscaped products, I have everything I need to do it. I'm not going to put that on the ad, though. Okay, time for you to go. Bye now, but go to manscaped.com. Use coupon code MEX20 for 3% free shipping. Your balls will thank you, and I will too. Welcome to Maso Menos Mexicanos. I'm drinking a Zapatista. We got a, on the other side, Mas Cervezas, a Chelada on the other side. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. And Sam's drinking a beer straight out of California. My name is Marco. I will be your host here today, but I am not alone. Uh, no soy el, only, el único mexicano aquí. Uh, Cross, we got... Hey, yo. <laughs> si. Soy Yeye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm Sam. I'm from California. What's up, y'all? Que onda, banda? So JJ. Que pasó? My name's Samuel, and I'm from California. By the way, when I met the dudes from Hans Gruber and the Diehards, because they knew I was doing interviews. I interviewed two ska bands that week. They were like, um, hey, man, if you ever want to do an interview all in Spanish, like all our band members speak nothing but Spanish. And I was like, huh, not that kind of Mexican podcast. <laughs> Simone way. <laughs> um, but on the note of music and stuff like that, uh, TJ started the Black Solence episode on Tuesday with a little bit of a song. I'm going to start it with a little bit of song as well, because it was a... Um, a request from one of our fans out there, a.k.a. DJ Lemon. Oh, God. Once you get to the best part, of course, full screen that you should I would have gotten a punky step. Oh. Oh my god, it's ruined. It's alright, we'll go back. Oh, Mexicans are so unserious, man. <laughs> Mexicans just, if you know, you want to hear a really good one? Um, if you can YouTube uh, Mariachi Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish, that is legitimately a really good, like, mariachi song. And it's Billie Eilish I, singing it. 
I legitimately like that song more than the Mario version. That just because, <laughs> just because it reminds oh, me of home. I know this is off topic, but you shat on that Mario movie way worse than How everybody did I shit else on it by giving it an okay mm, score. Mm, Puss in Boots has a panic attack scene. It's like not everything needs a panic attack scene. I didn't say sometimes that. Sometimes you need. I literally didn't say that. You're you're confusing me with someone that you argued with on Twitter. You need coins that you could just shove in your mouth. And be full of sugar and just fucking, like you said, a zip line. Just fucking keep moving, baby. Just fucking keep moving. I love the movie. Just, I wanted to get my review in, and you were just so, like, unenthusiastic about it. And I'm like, this is like the most crowd pleasing candy fucking movie of all time. Just eat the candy, man. I don't like just candy. Eat the Even candy. in the real world, I don't like I candy. I know. <laughs> but just eat the candy. That's yeah, what the. He was a Sega kid. No, <laughs> that's true. But Sonic over here with the gotta go fast. Love that. I mean, there's character growth with Sonic realizing his limitations, learning to trust people. Uh, Knuckles learning what friendship is. Like That's it, two. Now you're doing two movies. <laughs> well, Mario learned not to be a fucking loser all the time. He wasn't a loser from the beginning. He was definitely the coolest person in that family. Well, then the fa- well, all the family were a bunch of losers. He had to be somewhat cool. He spent his life savings on a commercial. Him and Donkey Kong became buddies. <laughs> right. When Mar- Mario's thing was always like, he didn't really give a fuck. I mean, not that he didn't give a fuck. Like, sorry, I'm doing two things at once. That's that problem. Um... <laughs> He was yeah. never anti Donkey Kong. Yeah, I don't even know Ozzy sees in this house. Uh, not a lot of chatter, but welcome to the chat, uh, Mark. It's not that serious. Now that being said, the Mark with a lot of K's makes me feel like you know that person, Ozzy. Yeah, th- isn't that Oz from Ozzy C? Oh, I thought that was Oz. No, not from- our Oz. Oh, but yeah, this is just Billie Eilish with the mariachi in the back, and it's lovely. So you said it was like jolly. This is like. This is drinking. This is this, this is, is drinking, drinking music. music. I love it. <laughs> I don't know the words of the song. I don't know even know the original version, honestly. It's just that, but with um, other instruments in the background. But like at, at the break where he does like the, the it's one guy who's doing all this. Uh-huh. Once he starts just playing, just fucking gritos everywhere. Oh, is it the same guy that does the anime covers? Potentially. Yes. I saw Sailor Moon right behind it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is really pretty music. You can stop it now. But <laughs> I was trying to get to the gritos, but I guess... Oh, no, that was me. No, we have to provide them. Oh, oh, oh. no, we I have to provide them. No, you saw I, the break, though, where they should have been. I was trying to get to the gritos. <laughs> no, we are the gritos. <laughs> this is a really good beer. It's my favorite. This is the what I mentioned. This was my death row beer. It was the mango cart. It's fucking delicious. Well, I don't have my, any of my death row stuff here. Um, but we have Jameson. <laughs> we do not have Jameson. That's oh, Pendleton. Jameson? Oh, shit. <laughs> we got money now. Let's buy, we'll buy a bottle of Jameson. We don't need to. We got, we got, we're owed we're, that. Uh, yeah, we're not planning on killing anyone anytime soon. <laughs> Is that when you drink Jameson? No, because it was death, death row. row. F- death row foods. Oh. Uh, no, I went for like, ta- like violent tax fraud. I didn't murder anybody for my death row. They're like, he committed right, so much tax murder fraud. You, so much. Oh, well, you're not going to murder me. You could have the James. We'd have there. to murder him if it's his death row. This like, is true. Oh, we're not pulling the plug. State of Texas is pulling the plug. What did he do? <laughs> <laughs> He's a war hero. <laughs> I'm not going to kill him. <laughs> Who said he was a hero? He he participated in a war at 
at least Look, that's the most his, Bojack statement I've ever lawyer. heard Sam say. Is <laughs> <laughs> going to call him a war hero. Are you sure you want to try? Our lawyer. Uh, go for it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I brought these for you. Just try them, and if not, I'll just drink it. No, it, but I, um, I'm down to try it. It's just uh, once again on the note <laughs> of not liking candy. I don't know, really like the sweet stuff. Felix, of course, Texas would kill him. He's a brown dude. Exactly. No, he's Italian. His last name's Italian. He might be able to get away with it. He's like, it's a me, Mario. Yeah, Slipping Jimmy is in the <laughs> chat. He he would be his lawyer and just like Slipping Jimmy's a lawyer. Yeah, it's Saul. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Saul well, Goodman. Got it. Well, best um, show of last year, by the way. <laughs> that, uh, that's what a lot of people were saying. Definitely, Nathan was on that on that role. Um, so this is going to be the first topic that we've ever done. Usually, we're kind of pulling stuff out of thin air, kind of way, uh, because our topics are there's an, when it comes to. Bl- African-American culture, there's a lot. There's documentaries. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Mexicans don't usually put a lot of stuff to paper at the end of the day. But this is one topic where there is like a lot of people talking about what machismo is. Now, like because back in the day, the 90s, the the 90s, they just did it. And it was like, that's the gold standard is machismo. You got to be tough. You got to be suave. You got to ride horses and herd cattle. I was about to say like that. That's more cult. That will, that will be. We'll talk about that in a second. But when it comes to media, the only thing that I can think of that came up with Mexican culture didn't have any of that, and it was La Bamba. Oh well, no. Well, are we with or without machismo? Because because Bob is there. Because Bob, Bob is right there, and then Blood in Blood Out's also right there for Blood a whole other Blood definition. Is also right there. Um, then you have the seventies with but, the Cheech and Chong movies, and that's a different but I type. I don't count gang movies just towards this subject, at least, just because everyone had a shitty gang movie. Uh, but Italians had like so many gangster movies. Black people had so many black gangster movies. But for some reason, those other two were super widely accepted as great cinemas and whatnot. Like even like uh, Boys in the Hood and those types of movies where it's like, oh, it's black gangsters. But there's a level of reverence to it because it was so culturally prevalent. And then mafia movies, as Tommy says, how do we fucking glorify these guys? They're fucking ice picks in the back of people's heads, but they're so idolized in, well, in media good. and stuff. right? Well, that has to do with the fact that the cast was stellar. Of course, no. Having but, Robert De Niro makes things, but having but having the, the belief cast in the was money stellar, and also the mob was involved in the writing. It's the same as propaganda. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that. Right? Yeah. But, if you read the actual Godfather book, the word mafia isn't anywhere in it. Mm. Well, Mexicans didn't have all that, so no, we did not. So I mean, we do they're, now. They're That's close. Why. They're close to us. It's it's close to those stories are close to our heart, but they don't have the quite Breaking wide Bad reverence. Is more about Walter White's journey. I mean, yeah, there's <laughs> the Mexican gang and the cartel is in it, right? But it's more about Walter White's journey and right. Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, the only one I can think of is the the Netflix show that I didn't watch, honestly. Either, Maybe the I'm Colombian not. version of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Where it's all Colombians. Uh, uh, his, his name is Walter Blanco. Walter Blanco. <laughs> it's uh, metastasis. How do you say it? Metastasis. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like the change, metamorphosis. I don't know. No, something else. It's a uh, having to do with cancer. Ah. Uh, um, but yeah, no. But just in the nineties. Oh, okay, thank you. No, but these are now. This is what no, they, no, yeah, they, yeah, no, no, but no, what they're change. referencing is what what they're saying in the YouTube videos. And then what ended up happening was with all the bad examples and um, and I would even kind of go back to the forties, thirties with all the oh, cowboy we're going movies. Back to Cantiflas and shit like that. Well, the, I'm talking about the cowboy movies, uh, like the American ones, the spaghetti oh, okay, westerns. Okay, okay, okay. We're all the Mexicans well, are all banditos are from the seventies, but yes, right. But seventies even then, we're also all Italian. 
Also yep. Italian. Yes. But all the Mexicans were scumbags. They're all the villains. They're all kind of dirty and grimy. And a good chunk of them were a good ton of those times. But that was the only representation we had for a long time. I'm trying, like, at least the three canons, like, super westerns. Like, there's no Mexican in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Fistful the of town dollars. is. No, that's a. Uh, that's a fistful of dollars. Fistful of dollars is a Mexican town. But even then, that that movie is just like it's it's a Borderlands episode. It's like you're turning the both families against each other, kind right? Of thing. Yeah. No, but but those are the representations that you got. And when you're you know an old Mexican, well, when you're a kid seeing those movies in the '70s, and then the '90s you have kids, right? And then you're like, oh, this is how a man should be. And then now we're making videos about it because everybody got beat up by machismo and we're like yeah this uh, is bad let's not do this well I, w- I will say in the note of media they'd never pointed at La Bamba and said that's what a man should be kind of thing well, but everyone liked Bob because Bob was super charming but he was awful Bob is like the worst character in that in terms of machismo I mean like, he is like Richie like that, Richie's that is like, actually the dynamic between healthy masculinity and toxic masculinity right. which is what we're going to try to talk about yeah, here today you know because Richie was singing about his girlfriend, O'Donna. Oh, what was the last time a, a guy was singing to his girl like that? Actually, another Mexican, Steven Sanchez. That's why I love that song so much. What was it? Bowser. <laughs> Bowser, Check, or, mate. Bowser <laughs> may only be Mexican by way of Nacho Libre. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Um, peaches, peaches. <laughs> and you know why? We all loved him for it, JJ. We all loved him for it. Um, on the note, uh, I mean, we can talk about media in the 90s because it's not very bit long, honestly, just because like you said, as far as I know, I mean, if you want to really like trim hairs, like you can count El Mariachi and stuff like that. Right. That's not like that was super late 90s. Well, the biggest thing, well, it depends on how you define like machismo as because does Latin sexiness fall into that? Yes. Machismo. Then you look at music. Then you look at fucking Ricky Martin. And you look at the Latin invasion in the late 90s. And you look at all those people and you go, oh, yeah. And, and you, hell, you can look at Pedro Pascal now. It's like, you have to, if you're Latin, you got to be sexy. You got to be daddy. And as there's they would a lot say of now. Mexican like singers that you could have turned to. And you turned to the. Menudo. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But no, but what I'm, but that's a place to start, right? Yeah. Is if you just look at Lat, Latin people in general. Wow, that's a term I don't use. But that Latin invasion in that regard. Yeah. Um, you can name more of the '90s ones if you want. Of the Mexican ilk. I mean, Ingl- Iglesias is the Gabriel is the first one that right. comes to mind. Um, Mark Anthony, Miguel, Mark Anthony. Like, there's a lot of like just Oscar de la Hoya. Oscar <laughs> de la Hoya. <laughs> yeah, like you, you look at all that, and that's just kind of the men, right? Um, and then you look at like the movie stars that like, coming out of there. Antonio Banderas played a lot of Mexican Spanish roles. He wasn't Mexican, but that that was the same kind of advertising. Was like, oh, he's a Latin guy. Panderas, right? Um, that's where you get a lot of that stuff, where that's like I, part I, of the upbringing that is I will say pervade. We, we are going to touch on it, but there is going to be, there has to be a separate, there just has to be a separate episode between what, because um, we're going to talk about toxic masculinity and keeping people in check, but we're uh, there has to be a separate episode that deals with how women deal with toxic masculinity. Oh, shit, yeah. Because no. <laughs> it, it, three dudes talking about speaking for women is a bad... Oh, we're not going to do that. Yeah. That's not what this episode is. No, that's what this I mean. This episode is why we are the way we are, not yeah. how the way we are affected other people. I said um, Gabriel Iglesias, not Enrique. El uh, <laughs> Eddie Guerrero, even. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Literally Latino heat. Um, but go ahead, continue. 
Um, but we're going to start where we always start with, um, because there's no, it's not a religion to be machismo or anything like that. It's not a, uh, anything like that. It's just lessons handed down from our families. So right. we're going to start with our families kind of thing. Like, what? Uh, and we know it always boils down to like, be a man. Right. right. Well, the funny thing is you said it's not a religion or anything, but it very well is a survival mechanism. That, oh, yeah. That just so to call that out where it's like, yeah, you don't need it. And a lot of people wonder, like, why are why are why even are they machismo? Where does it come from? You know, it's not, it's not it's like you said, it's not religion. It's not yeah. coming from the church. Church isn't saying be a man, other than be fruitful and multiply and take care of your family. Really, is yeah. where religion falls into that. But like, I lost the thread. What was the question? <laughs> Where does it come from? The testicles. It originates from the testicles. Los cajones. <laughs> That's Spreads kind of throughout the body and comes out as magic and energy. That, there's actually something to it, though, because, you know, we always talk about having, you know, the cones, the balls to do something. A lot of the references come from farming and bulls and vir- virility and stuff like that. It's very of that. Yeah, way is a castrated bull. Right. Yeah. That's why you call people way. Yep. It's funny in Mexican you culture, ways, dude, but in like Puerto Rican, spelled differently. Oh, right. is that what it is? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is why I don't call the word, it Puerto the Rican. word evolved. Yeah. So if you spell it one way, it's the cuss word, and if you spell it the other way, it's just like kiole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, but that's where a lot of this stuff comes from is yeah. farms and and uh, cowboys, vaqueros, and stuff like that. Um, and it's just these set of guidelines where it's like it was just passed down. Because nobody had any emotional intelligence, because you couldn't afford it, because you were likely poor living off the land. So it's like, we got to till this fucking field. I can't worry about your feelings or your problems. And that's how it goes on for hundreds I mean, of years. Um, until. we the, Until is the, the now or the recent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it does deal with uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of thing. Like right. You need to live like way before you mm-hmm. can do things like self-actualization. And the living's hard as shit when you <laughs> don't have the internet or air conditioning. My house was warm today a little bit, and I lost my fucking mind. Let alone if I was in the desert trying to feed my family of seven. And the desert the, would be cold right now. <laughs> I don't like the, that cold either. All right, JJ? I don't like sand. It gets everywhere. That's why you take those big blankets. I wouldn't the have one. I wouldn't be able to afford it. No, my family Your could afford it. Seven kids poor. would make it, <laughs> <laughs> but they'd be starving in it. And the eighth one died of dysentery for some reason. They're not anyway. starving because that's um, I definitely have eight or nine aunts and uncles. It just comes down to a point where um, you got to eat one of them. No, <laughs> okay, I'm just making. You sure. grew up on beans and potatoes. Is what it comes yeah. down to. <laughs> Which is why we are the way I am. That's why we're the thick click. <laughs> <laughs> were you holding on to that? How long were you holding on to that? Uh, there's a wrestling group. It's Aww. called the Thick Click, and I just met them like two weeks ago. Oh, we can't steal it. <laughs> I would strong arm it if I could, but they're thick. I know they're scary, probably. Um, yeah. I... <laughs> um, no, I mean in my history, like it, it like my examples of male role, uh, role models are my dad and my grandpa for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, more my grandpa than my dad because um, I think the thing that's going to make us or at least me indifferent apart a lot is that we were, our grandparents were very integral to our growing up mm-hmm. and they're the heads of the household. What they say goes kind of thing. Right. Uh, more than my dad, honestly. Right. And um, so my dad was a truck driver. I mean, he imparted some lessons. But, like, because he was gone two weeks at a time, like, I was left with my grandpa that it was like, all right, like, these are the the things I'm going to instill with you while, right. like, they're gone. And you're going to do these sh- 
old. He was like a basically a Mr. Miyagi type thing. Where yeah. <laughs> my grandpa too, actually. <laughs> like in what way then? Go ahead, JJ. Well, when I was growing up, before my brother was born, both my parents had to work. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a truck driver. I think he had just transitioned. They used to work at the Dickies factory, uh, which was not too far from my house. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, my grandparents basically raised me until I was four. Um, and on the weekends, I would just go out with my grandpa. Like He'd take me to the mall, see his friend. That's how I have vague memories of him signing to someone. And then one of my uncles confirmed, oh yeah, your grandpa learned sign language because he fucking hated that guy. <laughs> I was deaf, so he was like, I'm going to tell this mother. (laughs) This wasn't good enough? (laughs) I mean, that only says so much. (laughs) He had other problems with him, I guess. We're not going to do it, but we had a discussion off air about like, oh, it'd be kind of fun to have an episode about like Mexican curse words. That that literally should be an episode. (laughs) We could actually talk about it, like half of them on this one. Just how colorful we are. Like that takes a special level. It's one color and it's not good. <laughs> that's a that's a special level of spite that that did not get passed due to machismo going away. Because once machismo dissolves, which is a good thing, you lose that level of spite. Which there is a bit of beauty to sometimes in fun stories like this, where you tell a deaf guy to go fuck himself in sign language in a language you don't I mean, speak. I drove him to learn a new language, right? Which I hope. He <laughs> did you learn any of it? No, damn it! I, I was too little. I have no quarrels. He, he was taking me like to the mall and to Walmart and stuff. They were like right in, across the street from each other, uh, just taking me on like his daily routine. He would meet like his friends and stuff, and I would like, you know, play <laughs> like with other kids or something. Right. He'd just watch me. But I remember one time I was walking back towards my grandpa and I saw him doing like these weird hand things. I didn't He's question doing Naruto it. Gestures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't question it until like years later. My uncle was telling that story uh, to my mom about how my grandpa hated this one deaf dude, right? <laughs> so much that he learned sign language and would just like tell him off whenever he saw. It. And when he was telling that story, it's like <gasps> core memory unlocked. <laughs> core memory of looking up and seeing fucking. Was it? Was I fucked your mother? I think <laughs> I learned that from the deaf guys in football. Oh, and this no. is this is <laughs> toilet. Is Which, re- uh, ironically, from um, the replacements. Yeah, restroom ball. I fucked your mother. I think is all I know. That might not even be correct. I don't know if this is I. It could be. Could be informal. But I know this is fuck. And then I think this is mother. JJ, you were so close to being trilingual. <laughs> I, I can. Even... I can say I'm not reading a book in Japanese. <laughs> Dude, this, this is laptop from. Is... Uh... <laughs> I was like, is that from Yakuza? No, it's just something I learned. Sure. <laughs> Out of spite, because this one dude told me that. <laughs> Seems like a running theme with your bloodline. It's just learning different languages to spite another person. <laughs> no, but getting back on the subject of machismo, on those adventures with my grandpa, he kind of taught me not necessarily how the world works, but like how a man should carry himself. Every time... My grandpa went out like when I when we were at home, my grandpa was like the stereotypical Mexican old dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like wife beater and boxer shorts, and right. and that's it. <laughs> or like sweatpants, maybe shoes, right? Like <laughs> maybe shoes. But whenever we went out, even if it was just to Walmart, he's like, put on slacks, suspenders, 
Dang. He always had a hat and he would always take like his jacket. To this day, like I've made this joke with my friends and been like, when I get old, I want to buy me a hat and just oh, wear it. Yeah, you and it's have because a of my hat. grandpa. Yeah. Like, hey, don't sell yourself short. That. Get the suspenders too. Don't sell yourself short. When I dress up, I wear like because all my deals and my dad grew up like oh we're we're vaqueros and stuff, so they wear blue jeans and stuff like even <laughs> to weddings and things. My my grandpa on the other hand, he, the the real cowboy and sheriff <laughs> from Mexico, he wore fucking um like khakis and yeah. dress pants everywhere that he went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah my dad actually that's and my like, grandpa would wear like a fedora or like a. The old man, like the newsboy hat. Yeah. Those, those were the types of hats that he would wear. He wouldn't really wear the... He did have like, you know, Stetsons and yeah stuff like that. More Western style hats. Mm-hmm. But he mostly wore like, you know, traditional white people hats, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I just realized my dad don't uh, wear blue jeans. He also jeans. like kind of just taught me, apart from like how a dude should carry himself in public... Uh, basic little kid shit like how to cross the road <laughs> oh yep <laughs> what to do when uh your ride doesn't show up because my grandpa couldn't drive mm-hmm. my grandpa didn't have a driver's license not that he couldn't right he didn't have a driver's license so like he kind of taught me like he instilled like kind of the wrong lesson there where he was like look this is not necessarily the wrong lesson but it was like is a minor inconvenience right don't let it ruin your day you're you're sitting in a nice air-conditioned place <laughs> air conditioning was a big theme for the for the older generation if, i mean my grandparents actually didn't use ac most of the time well like but my dad his dream job was a first thing was a place with ac <laughs> like that was his no but that's his that was his level of luxury the fact that that was like hey it's all right you have you have air conditioning <laughs> like above everything else right Cause shit sucks when yeah. it's hot. But it was little stuff like that, right? Like to this day, I don't really get mad if something's late or someone's late or like. I did get mad at my mom when she forgot to pick me up, but that was because she pinky swore, and that's different. <laughs> <laughs> you don't break those. You don't break those. I mean, uh, we will get into some of the positive aspects of masculinity as well because I mean no one's saying that like the lessons that uh, about honor and dignity or that our grandparents taught us are wrong either but there's there's a middle ground because some people take it too far and some people like don't take it far enough or far enough kind of thing maybe um but uh Sam what did, I know you have a different like upbringing what's an example that you grew up with of like what a man should be oh it was like by community so like it was first my dad um but my dad worked a lot and was older i'm the youngest so he was older by the time i was a kid so like a lot of the play stuff that got delegated to my brother and my older sister angelica she Mm -hmm. would like crossing the street stuff older sister angelica so like i was raised my dad was always there oh and buses too yeah that was another thing always (laughs) always present but a lot of the minutia was taught by my siblings, first and foremost, and my brother. My brother being the one where my dad may have played catch with me, but my brother was the one that played catch with me all, more often and played with me more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, the general rules of thumb, opening doors, um, making sure your grandma makes it to the car, make sure women get to the car after the party, um, the wearing clothes toed shoes in public, that was always a thing where he's like sandals at the house, but you always wear clothes toed shoes in public, even if you're going to the store real quick. Always wear socks. 
Um, just like strange. Do you wear socks with sandals? No. uh, If you need to go get the mail, yes. But like, (laughs) uh, but like, no. I'm already wearing the socks. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, no, because it's like, hey, we're gonna go to the store real quick, and I'll put my shoes on without socks. He goes, put some fucking socks on. Like he would just little details like that would irritate him. Um, and just like a lot of the basics were him. But because he taught all of my brother and stuff, I was the youngest who was there. Then you had the trial by fire, which was what my cousins, my dad's brothers and his sisters, um, had a lot of boys. And between them, I was, once again, the youngest of all of them, my brother being the oldest of all of them. I had this kind of like, we would have what I mentioned this before, and you like the name, Stinky Boy Parties. My uncle, who had no kids, would invite all of his ne- uh, nephews over, fill them with McDonald's and pizza and uh, Mortal Kombat and go take us to go see a movie. And then we do yard work the next day for him. And in those moments is where you learned not to misspeak, watch how you speak. Um, don't say anything stupid or you'll be made fun of to oblivion. You learn the hierarchy of power. Uh, yeah. and, and really, it, for me, it was to not be such a little shit um, because I'm the youngest and spoiled rotten. So you get that little bit of humbling every time you're around them because as I, I was hanging out with them on Sunday for Easter mm-hmm. and they're all funnier than me. They're all quicker than me. And they're definitely more mean than I am. And so if you misspeak or you try to go after them and you get them good, they'll get you three times over. And so it kind of taught me that there's nobody. I ain't like the biggest hot shit to ever shit. Now, compared to other guys and other people, yeah, there's a level of like machismo there where it's like, yeah, you're not a Gonzalez. You're not this. You ain't nothing. (laughs) And then there's another time where it's like, okay, that's a bad motherfucker. I'm going to stay in my lane. Like there's Mm -hmm. that balance I learned because they're all bad motherfuckers and I'm me. (laughs) You know, luckily I'm the biggest of them, so it worked out that way. But they've already uh, made fun of me into submission where I'm not mean to them. So, because <laughs> I'm, you know, like when they say like, "Oh, I can't wait till I get big and grown up," they made fun of me, so now I'm big and grown up, and I still don't like try to go at them. Really, I mean, my I'm my mom is the youngest of my grandpa's family, uh-huh. so uh, my closest cousin Dulce is three years, four years older than me. My closest male cousin is five years older, right? And then so on and so forth. So I was always kind of in that picked on state. But the thing is, like you, I was one of the biggest ones. So I remember the last time my cousin tried to jump me when I was 14, I threw him over my shoulder. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that, that was the problem. They were all athletes. My bro- I mean, my brother. So the age gap was between six years. My brother's six years older than me. So all of them were in that gap. And then the three in the middle, uh, three of the four in the middle played football. So... It was not like I could out-physical them. They were always bigger than me. And by the time I caught up, we were all adults, or they were adults, I should say. Let's say I'm 17, 18, 19, 20. My cousin's 20. And there's no 20-year-old picking on a fucking teenager. That's sad and, and ridiculous. So I do think this part is kind of sweet. Uh, goat man, goat man. That's why I love y'all. <laughs> I'm black as hell, and we were raised the exact same way. Shit people need to appreciate. That's why we do this show. God dang it. Because we're all the fucking same. For the most part, it's just different avenues different flavors right like because i have and then i have like my grandparents too. season yeah, right. <laughs> and then you know shit slightly different but. <laughs> right but no and then the alternative to like the grandparent thing the grandparent that i had that was alive my mom's dad mellow as shit just Whoop. kind Whoop. of calm my mom's dad my mm-hmm. actual grandpa that was alive um no longer rest in peace i'm not gonna wood anyway and um he was yeah he was chill he, he was not like an instigator he was a musician play drums like he kind of just did his thing 
And then my grandpa, my dad's dad, he was a legend. He was he died before I was born. So all I heard was in vague whispers and mysteries and legends. So it's like, oh wow, he did that crazy shit. Tight. Grandpa's awesome. Then you grow up and it's like, oh yeah, he he did some things maybe that were unsavory. Yeah, he's a little you know maybe a little hyper aggressive, but. Luckily, my dad had the sense to undo a lot of that, so I never got that. So I got the good legends, a version of him that wasn't crazy, and then my brother, um, who's not crazy, and my cousins who are crazy, but in a different way. And I it mean, all worked out. I feel like there's always you, it, and this comes more of a, of a teenager once you've heard all the stories mm-hmm. and taken lessons from other people kind of thing even outside of the um immediate family um there does come a time where you'd start forging your own way and then like sometimes people go too far to the left sometimes people go too far to the right and listen like it's all a pendulum kind right of thing um and i don't think there's anything wrong with being like a little bit gritty sometimes like because you need grit right that was half of it like being made fun of is not good all the time to your family. Like I held no. a lot of, not grudges, but it hurt my feelings uh-huh. when I was a kid. It was like, why you keep making fun of me? It's funny. I could laugh <laughs> at it. No, that was a weird thing. I could laugh at it, but it also hurt my feelings. And you know, when you're just the little one getting shit on all the time. Yeah. Um, or maybe, you know, like just, I would be, it'd be high school and they'd be like, what's going on? Freak. They just call me freak. Cause I had, I had your tall family and lanky. Would call you freak or other mm-hmm, my family. Okay. Yeah. My cousin Andy would be like, Hey, what's up freak? And it's like, did he mean anything by it? No, but it was because I was tall and lanky. Yes. Did it maybe affect me? I would like to say it didn't, but the fact that I remembered it might mean something, you know, just like, definitely the, mean something. just that, just the little digs here and there. It was always little digs. It was always little chips where if I felt good, a little bit off, but do you ever stand up to your time? No, I was the youngest. You don't. I'm the young. And then my dad's rule: you're the youngest. The seniority was a big one. But that's actually a good machismo point. Yeah. Seniority. I'm the youngest. I don't get to say shit. I don't get to decide shit. I don't get to complain about shit. Oh, we so didn't, we didn't have that kind uh, of. We thing. we had that. So like, <laughs> I didn't get to sit in the front seat until I got I mean, too tall. That one we did have. But. Right. Well, yeah, we did have that one. But <laughs> I think with him, it might be more so that there was more of them. <laughs> That's true. I don't know, Ben. I had a shitload of cousins. I remember. No, I, put- I had a shitload of cousins too. But uh-huh. like, just siblings in yeah. general. He has. Oh, more. I have yeah. three siblings. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, it's more. It was always like, I, I've told you this. I've said this on the show. The, the struggle that I have is um, advocating for myself because I'm pretty laid back when it comes to a lot of things. You yeah. know, um, when it comes to certain things, I'm not. Those are the things that I try to control, yeah, which yeah. is why I'm so possessive of those things because I didn't have a chance to control really anything because I was the youngest because I didn't fall under the seniority. And then now I'm older and now it dissolves and now I'm giving more responsibility. I'm like, yo, fuck this. I'm the baby. I shouldn't be doing any of this shit. Um, <laughs> but no, but like, you know, but that's where it comes in because I, when you guys talk about deviations, I had no deviation. Uh-huh. That's why I am the way I am is because I don't deviate from what I'm told to do. You mm-hmm. follow instruction, you fall in line. There's so many of us in the media family. And then you have the pride of grandma, which is all her grandkids. You don't want to go too crazy on all of them. So all of our cousins on that side are very good. They all got degrees for the most part. They all got good jobs. They all got good families. All the kids are pretty smart. They're all mm-hmm. pretty well. To, they're all pretty doing pretty well because we really didn't. We had that probably from my grandpa no delineation from what was expected of you. And that's part of the machismo that 
did a number on me for a long time. I mean, I, I don't know because I because I guess this is just different branches, mm-hmm. which is why we do the show kind right. of thing. Right. But I um my grandpa was straight up like he was one of the friendliest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like I know our neighborhood was basically little Mexico in a way because right. we were just like you you can see a giant Mexican flag from yeah, the yeah, home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but like people old well at that point, I mean they were old men, but like they were kind of spry, like 60, yeah. 70, paleteros and shit yeah, like yeah. that. They're they moving. would always stop by my grandpa's house. Like, he would be friendly and talk to them. But he was always super friendly, but he always had, like, a line that was just like, hey, man, like, you don't always have to fight, but at some point, like, stand up for yourself kind of thing. Yep. Our, yeah, yeah, we didn't know where our line was, I think, was our problem. Yeah. My grandpa's was learning a whole other language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were fighters. My dad and his and above were fighters. Yeah. They all fought. Maybe when they didn't need to. Maybe when they didn't have to. But um, that was the that was the thing. Where it's like, I guess that's where it comes fighting. Yeah, fighting was only done when it was necessary. Even if it was something as small as, hey, I'm going to speak my fucking opinion. Mm-hmm. Because if you fight, it's a fucking room full of fighters. All of them, all my cousins, all of them. If it's not with their fists, it's with their words. And not, and we never fist fought. We were not fist fighters. Yeah. That's why they're also smart and they're also sharp. My grandpa was liked. My dad and my and my uncles are liked people. They all kind of worked in uh, uh, janitorial and stuff in Fresno Unified yeah. School District, and they were all well liked because they were cordial with everybody. But the standard that they set internally was much different than the standard that they held to other people because other people didn't really fucking matter. He was yeah. just, they're just friendly. They're like, okay, cool. You guys are doing your thing. I'll support you. I'll help you out. Cool. But my people, us, even the, all of us as a unit family, we have shit to do and we have things to accomplish and we got to accomplish them. We got to do it. Well, that that's, I guess I've just was put in so many situations, even a family, uh, football. And this comes back to like, it was weird when uh, I was listening to the podcast on Tuesday, mm-hmm. the pre-show talking about bullies and stuff like uh-huh. that. Um, I had I had a lot of times where it's just like yeah you were in a room full of fighters, and they just kind of took took a step back and let two people work it out, and afterwards you'd be friends or you'd at least have a mutual understanding of each other kind of thing. Yeah, we didn't have the, our ours was much different because like you that that's a weird that's a part of machismo where it's like oh yeah you got to fight to work it out. I can't say so you can't use words. Got to express with interpretive dance with our fists. Well, there's to, just, to there just comes a point, like even we've personally hit it, where right. it's just kind of like you're not listening to each other, and then it's just like let vent it out, and it's fine. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I also do think that I do try really hard and that to, to normally uh, work things out. See, and the, the reason why we got in such a spat that one time, we almost fought one time, just in case you didn't get the context. Um, we got heated over some bull, stupid bullshit, and it almost came to blows. It was like that close, and we didn't. <laughs> Because and and admittedly, you could probably we can yeah. say this that because I was like it's I, it's not fucking worth it because when you fight it's to hash shit out yeah well the way I was is you're fighting to fucking survive as I mentioned on the show before my dad was way small undersized as motherfucker he was like five two until like his senior year of high school he was a short motherfucker so fighting for him was not fun it was not something that he could do lightly because he was gonna get his ass kicked very likely even though he knew how to fight and even though he was aggressive as fuck. So having fucking Napoleon teaching a six foot four Mexican son to be like, hey, you need to fight to survive. You need to fucking kill the motherfucker. If it's on the street, you don't know if they have guns. You don't know if they have knives. So you have to deal with it fucking quick and f- brutally. 
me being a nice fucking good kid never did it and never had that instinct but i was always told to do that and i had that in my head ready to go to you mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm not gonna kill marcos it would be a fucking tough fight it'd be it, but i'd have to hurt you that was the that was the thing it wasn't mm-hmm. you were like let's hash it out mine was like i have to hurt you and that's a whole different level that i just don't like but mm-hmm. that's built into me, but it's built into me. Well, th- this will go into stray off a little bit where that's why it's just a different cultural thing right. at the end of the day. Because it, it it grows from like the way that I grew up and then the way that I was kind of raised and the kind of thing all the way up to my chosen profession and stuff. Where um, the first thing that you learn, so much of what you learn when you're learning to fight is that like... Like you've seen footage of, like, or maybe you even experienced it because you said that you used to like train to box and stuff. Not a lot, to be fair. Let's yeah. not paint that picture too deeply. But yeah, when but, I did I, when I did practice it, it was fucking comfortable. I was I, used to it. But I just mean like, there's a certain point where you hit the heavy bag and you hit it like, mm-hmm. like mm, yeah, mm. and then so much of the first couple weeks of learning how to do anything violent is mm-hmm. like, no, dude, let it go. Right, like let yourself go, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like. It's not a matter of like just hashing out. It's just like this. I was pushed to this point. Uh, you were pushed to that point, and then it's just like we're going to vent this out, this negative energy, and everything will be fine. But that's just the way that I was raised, kind yeah. of thing. See, I was I was raised to fear that. Oh, yeah. rather no, I was I learned to fear that because yeah. they had that that shit. My my dad and my grandpa have, and my brother, who tried really hard to not have it, mm-hmm. that let it go. Yeah. I I had to fight that because I'm don't like that whether I'm scared of it or don't like it. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. Um, letting go and hurting somebody is not characteristic of who I am as a person. I, my dad is reluctant about it. He learned it in like seventh grade, sixth grade. He's like, this is just a nice fucking kid. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> I right no because like if I was if I was mean I'd probably be pretty good. I'd probably be playing the NFL right now if I had a little bit of like real vengeance in me a real mean a mean streak i mean you're 30 you'd be retiring from the nfl still <laughs> offensive linemen go for a long time but no no they do not the i would thing for hey, an offensive lineman is three years never had any injury anyway um <laughs> but no but like uh that going back to machine was the topic to bring the word back up um yeah it's there is that ability to let go and hurt people uh because it's like uh like you said when words escape you and my thing is like if I can't find the words to to describe how I'm feeling and it has to come to that, I'd rather just shut the fuck up. And as as the youngest, mm-hmm. they hold it in, which is another part of machismo, which is no good. But that's where that goes. Well, I mean, I'm glad that I wrote the final topic of what I did in this book to figure out how how we get to that point. But anyway, um, now um, we're going to talk about because there is a. Big awakening. Um, literally, uh, th- this is. <laughs> oh no, the awakening is darkness. Wait, how did? What happened? Oh, whatever. Oh, the laptop's fucking up. It went black earlier. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but anyway, it's going black, or is it going to punch sleep? it? No, no, it went black and then um, turned on. Yeah, like it's been f- flickering. So I guess something is misconnected. So that's why it's not there. I don't like that. Unplug the well, HDMI. Is it? Can you see the screen? No, not that one. It wouldn't yeah. be. It's unplugged. I'm talking about on the oh, yeah. laptop. Yeah, you can still see the screen. Okay, and now press three. There you go. Okay. Um, so I've been watching videos all day getting ready for this topic uh, because 
this is going to be the first. Normally, when we do a podcast, there's not a lot of meat because we are literally trailblazing a Mexican American podcast. Goddamn right, <laughs> trailblazes here. Um, but except for these videos that have beat us by three years. Well, this is machismo. There's a lot to say about machismo. That's not normally the case on any of the other topics that we talked about. But um, this one that. Um, it was. It's kind of a pseudo debate uh, between two guys and a woman, and they're normally talk. They're actually talking about relationships, and that is a part where um, machismo takes a negative connotation. And there's literally uh, movements in El Salvador and things like that about how. Um, and I've never, I never. This has to do with the, the fact that my grandma is like a forty percent foundation in who I am, kind of thing. So the idea of being possessive over a female is not in my brain at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Mexican and uh, Latin culture, there is a big um, thing where it's just like I'm a man, so food better be ready when I get off work, kind of thing. That is not my mindset at all, but that is. The mindset that you see in a lot of cultures, yeah, or not a lot of culture. Well, yes, actually, but in a <laughs> <Yeah>. lot, <yeah. laughs> but especially in like traditional Latin American cultures, families, blah blah. My parents were also like that. My grandparents probably were like that. I assume. I don't know. I never actually saw my grandpa work. <laughs> I know he did, right. <laughs> but. He was of retiring age when I came about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've seen it a lot. I'm weirded out. And it's something that I completely didn't think of until I was going through all this. Because I always, always like, um, don't fucking do that. Like anytime that I date someone and I bring them home, mm-hmm. um, there's, because I've dated, I mean, I would say about, 30 per 30 40% of the girls that I've dated have been Hispanic mm. and they start getting ready to make me a plate kind of thing. That's like a small Oh yeah. And I never I've always been like no, I can get my own fucking food. Right. Um a lot of a lot of the things that makes me not this kind of machistic asshole is just the fact that I'm very self-sufficient. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird because yeah. if you look at my family, well, Oh, good. So that's another thing that might go into like leaning too far to one side. Yeah. Because one of my things, I'm also very self-sufficient, but that's also me not wanting to be a burden on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's me not wanting to inconvenience anyone. This is like, even if the restaurant gets my order wrong, I was like, does it have fish in it? I'll still fucking eat it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do on that note. Um, shout out to my sister, kind of thing. That that phrase is Ben from the house, kind of thing. Like, Which phrase? Um, I don't want to be a burden. Oh, that that. Phrase. Oh, I never say it. Yeah, no, I just internalize it all the time. No, no, they're just like that phrase is banned. Like, tell me what you're feeling, kind of thing, or tell me what you're thinking. Ooh, that might be a, a empty <laughs> blank spot in our family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think we say it or even reference it, but I think yeah. people feel it. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't. I'm the youngest. <laughs> I just have your characters say how they feel. That makes me feel angry. <laughs> no, I'm not. I can't. I can't be a burden because I'm family. Love. I'm the youngest, and I do everything. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. That's they used to call me him. Uh, whatever the name was of the baby. I think um, it was just baby. I don't. But know. But going back to the um, Toxic serving mess. the plate. Yeah. My mom, she was like, "I'll cook the food." 
I ain't gonna serve you guys. She served my dad like when she would make a big thing and now she don't cook no more. She's older. She cooks one, two things and that's it. And she'll still serve my dad. Yeah. I would say 85% of the time. There's another one where my dad's watching a TV show and she'll be like, food's ready. He'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll go get it. But like for us, nah, not, not the kids, no. So that's never been an expectation of my family. Cut to my dad's brother. Mm-hmm. His wife serves and their kids serve. My cousins, they'll serve me when I go to their house uh, yeah. or they used to when growing up. And it always freaked me out because it's like, I don't like vegetables. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> More steak. And so... um, it was always weird to me, but then I made that connection. It's like, oh yeah, it's different wives, same upbringing, different wives. Yeah, one wants to do it. I'm assuming Matthias does, and the, taught the girls to do it. And then my mom was like, nah, not like your attitude. And then just the girls didn't learn it, and they didn't serve us, and not even in their own homes. So it's like, oh okay. And I don't care. It's just where I was growing up, and once it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'll just I'm self sufficient enough, and. Um, I don't see it as a big, like, cause the alternative of that is women feeling like fulfilled when they do that. I don't feel any fulfillment of them doing it for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will admit in a little bit of a dark humor kind of thing where my grandma told me not to expect that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like she was like, Hey, cause she grew, my grandma was salt of the earth kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. shit, they crossed the border actually illegally too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They they got their citizenship at some point. Sure, yeah. wink wink. No, Ronald Reagan gave citizenship away as long as tight. He- <laughs> <One> good- <laughs> hey, it broken clocks right twice a week. This Day. was one of the it was times. a trade off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll fuck up the economy and your grandchildren, but you'll be citizens. <laughs> um, so like literally migrant workers up to Mont- Montana to get potatoes, go come back to Eagle Pass where they're Trascaleros, which is basically a sheep shearer. Yeah, my girl. Um, but because she was so hardworking to the grindstone, she was like, when I would go home and when I was done with my grandpa's chores, I just got my grandma's chores, which was mopping and cleaning, like the woman's chores kind of thing. Right. But my um, grandma's point of view was like, I'm going to teach you how to do that because American women don't do this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, modern feminism got to them a little earlier, which is not a bad thing. I'm just saying got there earlier. Um, Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. And and the thing is, also, they don't cook with seasoning. So true. (laughs) But uh, but that also might go down to youngest of the family thing. Like I was always the, the beer fetcher, the drink fetcher. Yeah. Go give me a soda, go give me a beer, give me a water. Um, and nobody ever did it for me. And so when people do it for me, I'm always like, it's, it's always oh, like. That, uh, was the, that was the thing I was going to ask. Like, have you ever, like, when I, this table is a good example. Like, you go to, like, a Mexican cookout and they have that white plastic table. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the best white plastic table. And you're just sitting there and you're like, hey, que onda, como estas? And then, like, I don't know where a plate of food drops. And you're like, what the? Fuck yeah! Right. For me <laughs> now, now I hate the reference, of course, but the, the, the true to example is when Dobby gets a sock. He's like, <laughs> "You've given Sammy a soda. <laughs> Sammy is free," and I just get so elated yeah. um, because, once again, low on the totem pole, um, nobody does things for me. So, um, which is. I didn't say that with any resentment. And, uh, <laughs> and um, so, yeah. It I was like, like, this is kind of almost a little therapy session. Oh, no. This is, no, it's, no, it's, it's, well, that's the thing about machismo is that it causes so much fucking damage. Yeah. Like, ancillarily, even though we're telling funny stories, even though we're telling things that are characteristic of our families. Welcome to the Right. Um, they always come with a level of 
a level of just like complication where yeah. it's always like, oh, I got this from it, but then I got this from it. You know, it's like, oh, I opened doors for fucking girls. They love that shit. Now, nowadays, it's like, they still, it's still a nice gesture, I think. But Have it's like to an argument over that about opening doors, like yeah. to to do or to do not. In general, like you just open the door for someone, someone was like, I started an argument with you. No, because at the very least, people, and this is maybe the machismo in me, it's a nice enough gesture universally that if you don't like it, just tell me and I'll stop doing it. It doesn't need to be an argument. It's like, oh, okay. But I, I mean, think yeah, it's. If you don't like it, I'll shut the door in front of you. Right. <laughs> or whatever, right? What do I care? Right. But the thing is, like, for me, is like, it's not a gender thing. Like, I open the door for yeah. everyone. Yeah, well, that's I'll hold true. the door open for dudes, too. Like, <laughs> well, I we're get... both going into the same 7 Eleven to get the same cella. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't open a man's car door. No. That's no. the line. But I don't, open a, I don't open a door most of the time unless I'm dating you. That's what that's what I'm saying. But usually, that's the only person you are opening a car door for is a woman that you're trying to date. I I'm about sixty percent open the door for the girl, especially so if I'm walking that direction. Argue with Sam. Have you not seen any of the episodes on this podcast? Everybody <laughs> argues with me. Nobody. I'm the youngest. Well, part of I'm the youngest. Don't you understand? There's a level of timidity that comes when conflict arises. All right. Either I go overtly over the top or I shrink like a little young baby. I was about to say, like, there's, there's like a really bad story about an elephant that gets tied to a post when it's a baby and it can't break out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the elephant, when it's a full-grown elephant, can literally tear it out. But right. it's just been conditioned. I'm the post <laughs> I'm the post elephant baby. I'm post Malo baby. <laughs> but um, that's a terrible joke. Leave the I'll leave the writing joke right into the chat at this point. Um, yeah. No, no. But... Like, that's the thing. You always get that little dichotomy anytime, you know, because you could find. <sighs> don't clip this. There are good things about machismo that you could pull out of that don't damage anything or anybody. But then again, those yeah, things hats. are hats. Exactly. <laughs> those things are usually characteristic of good people, but they fall under that umbrella of machismo well, traditional um, well, in practices. In general, we are going to talk about it at a certain point about there is a difference between toxic masculinity and masculinity like it's just don't and we are going to get there in a little bit but it's just basically don't be a bully like that's what it comes down to be compassionate about shit right because the toxic so i guess I, th I think the phrase that comes to mind is power is masculinity has to do with power and power levels and toxic masculinity seeks to unbalance that power or to wield it in a way that's harmful whereas traditional masculinity is having the power to we having power and wielding it, but being gentle enough to n never use it against the people you care about or the people around you. See, uh, because I was once again like raised like with my grandma as a, per uh, as a pretty thing, and then um, Blackowitz actually talked about it earlier. Like, there's a lot of famous Hispanic uh, women, kind of thing. Oh yeah, a and then it does get to a point where um, one of the formative things in my life is just the. Uh, Easy Alin Revolution, which was by women. Yeah, it was it was a Mayan revolution led by women. Commandant Ramona was the the, the leader of it, and mm -hmm. even though everyone thinks of Subcommandant Marcos because he was the he was the mouthpiece, right? Um, Ramona was the one that was making all the decisions about where to fucking invade, where to do all this other shit. I mean, look at the Mexican Revolution. The rifle women, the women with the rifles, they cut off one of their breasts so they could aim better. They're just like we're doing that. We we they need we need freedom. That one I did not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. look up. I forget. <sighs> Forget their names. If you just look up uh, Mexican Revolution, Blackwoods female rifles. Alitas. Which one are Alitas? I don't know. Well, look at both of them. Um, but yeah, no, they would, um, 
I, they would, I think, I believe they chopped off the breast so they could aim a rifle better. And they're the ones that have the Princess Leia buns uh, that were inspired by Princess Lost Leia. history. Damn, that always sucks to read about. Of who? The Adelitas. What, that, what was the lost history? You may f- be familiar with the famous Adelitas, known as the women who fought outside the men in line of the Mexican Revolution. Ha, that's what I was talking about, yeah. But you know about the real women behind this name. There you go. Yeah, they're like, fuck that. We're pulling up arms, baby. Shit. That's the thing, man. It's like, well, Mexican women is a whole nother thing. <laughs> we should do an episode of like, they're fucking tight, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, your poor just titty. M- Shut up, Rakeen. <laughs> wow, that poor titty. Nah, you gotta shoot rifles. Gotta be accurate, baby. Shit. That was before uh, five, five, six rounds, so a lot heavier of a shot, too. Yep. But, uh, oh yeah, there you go. Have you seen that interview, JJ? Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage talked about crying as a man. It's a great little interview. I think me and JJ have both posted that on our Instagram. Yeah, I think I've watched it both times you guys posted it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it, it, because strong women it, like it's machismo has never been in my head or being masculine has never been used as a weapon that it's just like women need to be in their place i've never understood that mindset of like women belong in the kitchen or the yeah. mindset just rationally that i am the one that works and you need to stay at home with the kids kind of shit because right. it's just like this is the modern economy like all right cool i'm gonna pay for this whole fucking $1,800,000 house by myself. It's literally impossible to be a machismo right now in the traditional sense, which is why, and because machismo is not just Mexican, that's just the Mexican term for it, toxic masculinity as a whole, that's why um, white guy, young white guys are going fucking bananas because there's no jobs for them to fulfill that fantasy of them being the ultimate, and I'll use their shitty words, alpha male, to have a woman who's submissive quote unquote and to do all the cooking and cleaning all that shit because one women are going to college they're smarter as shit they can get credit cards and they're actually the uh, millennial women I think are the fastest growing homeowner segment like way more than men of their age probably no it's I, that, I don't know the number exactly but yeah more well, women I know more women graduate from college therefore they right more but more millennial women are homeowners than millennial men in the same age groups at this point and I think it's like by a lot and so a lot of men are panicking that were sold the bag uh, bill of goods which was masculinity will save you all which is why it's gay to drink bud light which i didn't have time to go get or else i'd be drinking a bud light right now but like no but do you get what i'm saying though it like it tastes like shit it still tastes problem. like shit but hey, <laughs> but hey it's supportive shit um and i think that's why people are flipping out is because you didn't grow up with it mm-hmm. mine was a symptom of the schools i went to i went to a white middle school uh generally mixed but predominantly white high school, I believe, predominantly white college, and white guys, um, if I can speak broadly, have untethered fucking toxic masculinity. Like, obviously, there's good white guys, of course, that are normal and they're cool, but like... There's probably a few in our chat. Exactly. No, but like, imagine your stereotypical frat guy, right, Um, who's just like, I'm here to fuck bitches and pound beers, and this is 2008 to 12, so... This is like super bad era. This is like, uh, um, what's the one? Project X era. So you think of those types of like what white guys were doing. Anchorman was two years prior. Um, when you think about what white guys were doing at that time, yeah. it's like, oh shit. Uh, um, what's the one? You're my boy, Blue. Old school. Uh, old school. Those movies were dictating what was happening. You look at MTV during that time. You know, white guys were just unfettered with the fucking toxic masculinity. Um, and then. 
I'd go into these spaces and then my part of that's tied to privilege. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, but they're able to wield it like crazy. And then what because, little much. Yeah, they're not going to get shot by the cops. Right. And what little machismo I had, that's, though, that's like the privilege. Right. But my little machismo would come in response to that. It would come out there. They'd be like, bitches be tripping. And I'd be in the room and be like, yeah, bitches totally be tripping. Like, that's not who I am. But it was the prevalent voice in the room, and in order to not be shot or ostracized, really, um, you kind of adopted those negative things until you unlearn it at some point. Now, luckily, I talk about my org a lot, Hermanos Unidos, go gauchos, um, had like two women in the org. It was mostly for Chicano Latino males at college. But then there was like two women at a time that would just join because it's open door policy. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, hey, how about you don't call women bitches? And I was like, what? That's stupid. And then you think about it for more than two seconds. You're like, yeah, I really don't need to. I really don't need to call them bitches. And then you don't. <laughs> and then you stop. And I'll use the word bitches generally, but never like, oh, that woman's a bitch. I never do that. Hardly ever. Um, Fiero, I would say I love you, man. Is actually passed a lot of that. Um, that was a response I, to a lot of it, actually. Yeah. It's past a lot of that. Um, I'm just want to get laid, and then it was just there. It was a new age of comedy where it was just about like still about a loser trying to figure out his dating life, but it wasn't like uh, as sexist kind of thing because it was I love you, man. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh, like those movies are more about like they treat the women actors like people, right. kind of thing. After a decade of not doing that, yeah. Um, so yeah, those those but those things, even though we don't have them still exist they still bled through yeah um i actually never had a problem with not calling women the uh bitches but uh, <laughs> that was hard for you to say yeah because just, it's not in my it's in not, the world you're like bitch it's not my lexicon at the right. end of the day the the one that i did get it um had to get broken from is saying that's gay that was easier to do once i got rid of and felix put it in the f slur the f gay slur once you remove that then gay just becomes lame because you don't have the ultimate weapon, so why use well, the no, pistol? That's what the problem was. So yeah. Gay was lame. No. <laughs> the way he's... You're not taking away lame, all right? Yeah, no, but that's problematic, too. Every, everything can be problematic if you want it no, to No, 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 yeah, yeah. I was just making a joke because you're saying that gay yeah. becomes lame, but I was like, no, that's the way he was using it already. Yeah. yeah. He was already using it to replace lame. <laughs> that's lame, no. I was like, not calling people... The F word. No, was, the one that gets crazy. I never is, really use that one. Yeah. honestly. Like, oh, that well, it seems so hateful. White it middle, does. Like, <laughs> white middle school. That'll yeah. do it. And, but the, it and internet culture. 4chan. And when you're a teenager, it's oh, pretty yeah, awful. I was in a 4chan. Kid. Oh yeah, my brother went on there, and then I saw that he went on there, and then I went on there on my own, unfettered. He didn't recommend it, yeah. and and uh, yeah, it wired my brain for a little bit, and then I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not fucking lame, and I left <laughs> when I matured, and then there's some people that just stayed. There's, I mean, in general, I don't, I cuss like a lot. I don't cuss that much, but I do cuss in the sense. I fucking do. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking bullshit. But when I like do cuss, like fuck is not a word that's just like, I don't use it as you fuck. It's usually more of an adjective. Oh, it's an enhancer. (laughs) It's seasoning. It's spice. (laughs) So I can't use F word that way. Oh. (laughs) So that's why I was never, that's why that word, bitches. Uh, the C word, none of those words are actually in my, because I never was saying you curse word because that just was lame. I can think of better insults most of the time. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, no. I the F gay one was never towards anybody who was homosexual. 
it was more towards just shaming other homies and dudes be like what are you up and then i've told the story a dozen times on the show but um yeah the, i used it in front of a small gay man who was very tiny and blonde and he put his finger in my fucking nose and was like don't you ever fucking say that word ever again and i was like all right and then i just didn't because that guy who was 90 pounds soaking wet put his fucking finger right between my fucking eyes this close and was like don't say that word must have meant something to him that i didn't so i was like all right never again and maybe not the most pc thing to say but every guy a gay friend that i have super feisty and super spicy because it's just like you they have to, to be, be. <laughs> <laughs> like, look it. like they we're in texas I mean, it's not even that because it's Hispanic culture, which is the next oh. thing that I was going to talk about when it's just like toxic masculinity wants you to bend to this norm kind oh, of thing. Yeah. But oh, we'll yeah. get back to that. But just on the note of like praising gay dudes. Um, Yay, like, gay dudes. They are. Be gay, do crime. <laughs> it's just on a shirt I saw. Like just because they have to fight societal norms so much from the time that they realize or have come out to terms with their gay, and then like just coming out of the closet, it's just like, dude, those dudes are a the meanest insulters that I've ever ha- uh, been friends with. Um, you got to think about all the time in the closet that they're accused of it generally or ostracized for whatever reason. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I did. I mean, I don't want to say those words, camera four. That absolutely happened. That, that what Goliath said right there for those who are viewing us. Yes, I did. That was not the word I wanted to use, but he was definitely that definition in the gay community. But um, yeah, the amount of defense you have to play before you come out, yeah, is is I uh, probably something I can't even imagine having to defend myself against, and then being able to get the stench off you for it to move on to the next thing of the the insult stench I should say to clarify. Um, you just get that off. You just like, all right, get the get the heat off me. I gotta do it. And see, uh, Serenity as a gay, nah, I'm okay being a quiet bookworm. That's the alternative. Yeah, is, is you do that. But if you're if you're Latino, then you're. I would assume culturally more likely to have a little more fire under your ass just because the the culture generally are a bunch of shit talkers anyway and if you're the gay kid or you do kind of have a target unfortunately or if you're effeminate yeah. you're gonna get a lot of that directed towards you i mean marcos you brought up in our fake slur show conversation that yeah. there's one insult that's literally just calling a person gay four times in different ways we get well mexican um the way mexican insults works is they're all chains and it's just about how you want to link it right uh, <laughs> but there's like seven different words for gay and half of them are fruits yeah and <laughs> no, i'm kidding and um uh that's a shout out to uh our boys um on un poquito pod but mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's incredible so yeah if they're a little spicy culturally generally very broadly um yeah go ahead you'll never catch me fuck with a gay latino a gay, a gay person ever but a Lat- gay latino specifically trying to go toe-to-toe with them and insults they would come after my life and i'd leave crying mm-hmm. it's just how it would end up um and then the other fucking stupid thing just so we're on the topic because it's all kind of together who's fucking with trans people especially drag queens or there's trans people who's fucking with trans people then who's fucking with drag queens drag queens they wear those heels. A lot of them are bigger, taller people. Um, yeah, they're still enforced, those heels. And there was a story where there, somebody was trying to hate, this was years ago, trying to hate on a drag show, and they got stomped out with steel 
five inch that's, heels. That's not years ago. That was a year ago. Was it was it? a mass shooter in Denver, and then he got his shit. Oh, this in. was before that guy. Oh, so then before that, that other two shoot, examples. It, yo, this was locally. <laughs> yeah, this was in Los Angeles. Like we were at a party, and somebody was messing with. Oh, the one that I was thinking of is Colorado. It was a, that. It, that also happened. But yeah, when it was I an heard army that, vet, and then yeah, when I heard that, I was like, that dude got fucked up. Yeah, a lot. Because you don't think about it like, oh, let's say I'm going to do drag. Heels aren't going to fucking hold my ass up. You got to have them shits enforced. I would never do drag because it's my cheese bone, but that's actually another bad example real quick. On, the, on that note. Um, Matt, drag's okay. You would do it? Well, it's a laugh. You said you always you brought up the last couple of times. You always got to laugh. Always got to laugh. Always got to laugh. Um, you could be an exotico. I was about to say it. That's what I was going to bring up. Exactly. Like so, um, you will see this on Tommy McGrew's reviews. We're going to make Tommy watch it. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a movie that comes out later this year with uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, mm-hmm. where he plays an exotico, which is basically like a very feminine wrestler kind of thing. Their whole thing is that they hmm. they do exotic, basically like Frisco. Actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's stealing our shit. God dang it, Felix. <laughs> but um, but uh, no. To go back just to uh, what about Tu Wong Fu? That was a movie Wong in the Fu 90s. is an awesome movie, and I've always I've seen it. I've actually never understood how people were always like mm, cross dressers are weird, but and everybody was- that I know loved that movie. <laughs> fucking Chichi Rodriguez, man. That that's fucking. Uh, I was gonna say Enrique Iglesias. What the fuck, John Leguizamo? Yeah, fine as shit. Wesley Snipes and oh, they're not fine as shit. John Leguizamo. No, I'm just like, saying in general. If I had to, <laughs> gun to my head or knife or maybe just a pointy object, maybe like a eraser to my head i'd do it but uh it's it's me admitting i want to do too long fu john leguizamo <laughs> i'm saying look at the poster yeah. you don't look bad Chichi rodriguez exactly i would have dated a girl look like that I anyways think um, it would have been tough to introduce my mom to chichi but <laughs> <laughs> oh i didn't say the drag part i meant a girl that looked almost exactly like if not very much like the curly hair you know just to round up toxic. See, I can't even commit to the joke because of my toxic masculinity. Well, I can't even that... admit to the joke of dating a drag queen because I'm like, ha, ah, no, I can't let people think I'm gay. Like it's right there. It's in the subtext. I'm fu- like, I'm it's a, I'm an active participant of it, even though I'm the most pro trans, pro gay, pro drag show shit. There's a Simpsons episode about this. About not being seen about as... About being like... like Matt, uh, Marge is like, I'm super liberal. And then her, his, her sister comes out as gay. And she's like, this is very unsettling for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just a weird... Th- no, the Jonathan Waters episode where... This is true. Homer yeah. has to come to terms with it. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't say it's weird. Maybe I should say I'm weird. But a lot of people are weird that way. At least I have a little bit of presence of mind to understand that where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, and, I'm mean, not, and I'm not just creating bills because I think drag queens are hot saying, you can't have drag shows anymore like half the Republicans in the legislature right now. Well, I, I will say on the note, just to go back to Mexican-American culture, mm-hmm. um, there is an aspect of toxic masculinity that wants you to bend to the norm kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you said you were called a freak because you're just taller than everybody. <laughs> yep. Um, me growing up as like a rockero kind of thing, like yeah. I definitely got a lot of shit from my family and like kids growing up kind of thing as well. Um, but none of that is as bad as like being gay being trans wearing uh, the color pink in my family <laughs> like that like it was as simple as that yeah if you wore a pastel in my family my dad he wouldn't my dad wouldn't hate me yeah he wouldn't beat me he wouldn't say anything bad about me but he'd look at me weird <laughs> he'd be like <laughs> huh 
Oh, dude, okay. I tore that bandage off a while ago. I love the way that I look in the color pink. Yeah, I look <laughs> good in pink. <laughs> yeah, I, your shirt has pink font on it right yeah. now. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I've elevated to purple. That's about as far as I'll go right now, as it were. I don't look good in purple. In, I look great in purple. To be fair, most of the like high school dances that I went to, I would wear like a pink shirt, like a pink yeah. button up with a black tie. Look fly as hell. Yeah. No. <laughs> see. No. You got. You're lucky that way. But why, I, why are we? We we are just in general. Me and JJ in general are natural outcasts, so it's just easier for us to do that. That might be the only right. But I wear black all the time because, well, first of all, it's slimming. It's doing a great job, and then secondly, um, yeah, any color that's not blue, green, brown, orange is halfway. There's no way you look good in brown. I look terrible in brown, but (laughs) but that's one of my options for shirt colors. Um, I'm just saying in general, not to be racist. Brown people do not look good in brown. Nobody looks good in brown. White people look good in brown. (laughs) I was gonna say this is autumnal, but when I say autumnal, I mean white. Um, But yeah, no, that's something that I can't get out of or get over is not being able to wear colors. You told me one time I wore. You're like, oh, you're wearing colors now. It's like, no, I wore green. Green is very neutral on the line of colors that men can wear. It's still a color. I mean, I've, I, I've seen Tommy wear purple once, and that's the he, only he color. He wore it yesterday, last time. He yeah. had it underneath. He loves that damn shirt. I think once. he just wears it. No, I think he's been wearing it since. He just keeps changing the hoodie over it. Um, but that's such a thing where it's like, my dad, I saw it live. I've told the story, I think, again. My little nephew was at the zoo and they had these construction hats with a little light on it. And he's like second grade. And he goes and he grabs a pink one, puts it on his head. He's like, Grandpa, I want this one. Mind you, he gets everything he wants. Yeah. And my dad goes, No, that's a pink one. That's for girls. Gets up else. And he's learning in second grade. Grandpa, colors can be for anybody. Uh, you know, boys can wear pink and girls can wear blue. And he goes, No, pink is for girls. And he goes, Okay. Took it off and got a blue one, and that was it. He didn't mind. My dad, for some reason, had a thing about him wearing pink. It's about falling in line. Yeah. It's about going to the zoo, having a little boy wear a pink hat, and people going, "What the fuck's wrong with him?" Everyone has if some they had episode, that. some aspect of munchie. Like even you were saying, like yeah. you have some aspect, but it comes in weird places, like yeah. the color of a hard hat he's going to throw away in two years, <laughs> and he has two younger sisters that he could just given that to, and it would have lasted longer. Yeah, but girls can wear blue. Because, you know, hand-me-downs, but heaven forbid, one of his boys is wearing pink or yellow. Piero, I don't know what color you are, but uh, props on being a Browns fan. Yeah. I, it was a lighter shade of brown. It was like, the yeah, the 90s ones were orange yeah. or that, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it just comes in weird spaces. Places, places. I mean, it, it wouldn't just come down to, like, doing feminine things also, like, it, at least in Mexican culture, because, like, not being religious is a big no-no, and I definitely walk that line oh. hard. Um, there's also, oh, I mean, in general, like... Oh, my grandpa broke, ripped that Band-Aid for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because uh, he was actually really, really religious. Uh, my mom tells a funny story about him, like... <laughs> going out when he would see the mormons walk by yeah <laughs> like canvassing the neighborhood he'd like walk out in in his you know house garb which was boxers and white beater okay <laughs> and just yell at them and be like in this house we're catholic we don't want any other your shit <laughs> we believe in jesus we don't want any of and your the virgin mary here <laughs> get the fuck out <laughs> they'd be like 
two houses down. They were like nowhere near us, but he'd still be like, Shh, the fuck away from here. Like prevent defense on the Mormons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but his philosophy was, I guess, probably since he was poor. <laughs> yeah. Was that, and, you know, he couldn't drive and transport was hard back then. Right. Uh, he couldn't really go to church all that often. So his logic was always well if god's everywhere he can hear me just as well in the field as he can in the church so <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna go to church <laughs> that's fine I, I appreciate that um so when um, i grew up and mm -hmm. like my dad was raised in that he's like yeah we don't we didn't really go to church my mom goes now yeah but my dad never really went and my mom never really forced me to go my dad almost became a priest a franciscan monk oh really yep he was he ran with them i want to say after high school and um they were cool guys they had they they live in poverty so they have like ten dollars a week probably like twenty dollars a week now they get a small allowance for toothpaste toothbrush soap they live at the church and they go running around doing good deeds and they have a little money so they could put it away and they'll be like all right like he took they take my dad out to go eat and He'd eat with the friars, the guys in like the fucking brown monk garbs, yeah. and they'd finish eating, and then he'd be like, "All right, that was a nice evening." And then he'd go to other places and be like, "Hey, are you gonna take that food?" And they're like, "No, we're gonna toss it or just leave it." Gather all the empty food, give it to a homeless guy. Like that was his job for the day was to make other people happy. And then people were nice to him in the community. He's like, "Hey, Gilbert, my dad's name. Do you want to go swimming? This one neighbor knows that I'm a fucking monk, and we can go swimming if you want because I have a key to the place because they trust me because I'm a yeah. I'm I'm a religious figure." And then my dad was like, "I'm thinking about joining," and all of them were like, ah, "No, you want to get married, don't you? Don't you?" And he's like. Yeah, yeah, you're not built for this shit. It and sounds then, like the Jewish Pharisee that told me not to be Jewish. Yeah, it's kind of like that. No, you're either with it or you're not. But my dad, in that strange way, is kind of like was like your grandpa, which is like, I don't. He didn't go to church after we moved across town because yeah. we moved across town when I was ten, and um, he's religious. My mom is religious. They have religion. They keep it, but they're not loud about it. And I never went to church myself after I left house. Really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I missed like the last two Good Fridays, and I fucked up my Lent this year. So, like, fucked it up. Like, you didn't get it. Or oh no, well, I didn't get it. And the Lent thing I gave up, or to to do, was to get more sleep, and I did that exactly zero times. Well, so, on the bright side, Elijah loves you and doesn't care that you fucked up on Lent. I saw that. Um, you, Elijah, you guys are gonna be looking at each other next week. Talking shit. I'm gonna punch you in the throat. You guys are gonna be looking at each other next week. Punch him in the throat. Exactly about this moment. Exactly. Punch him in the throat. <laughs> Mark it. 9.57 p.m. Thursday the 13th. We'll be at Ray's show. Punch him in the throat. My girlfriend will be here. That's be fucking tight. She's not going to be on camera. My girlfriend's going to be here for two weeks. So if I'm way cheerier than this moment right now, it's because she'll be here. I think we did a good job turning you around. No, uh, I still have rage in my heart. It's I still mean, hot in here. It's fucking... Take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. Actually, I want to go back to another point. Unless you're gonna uh, no, go for switch it. to it, um, doing things from the the deviating from the norm, um, deviating. I did like very jazz hands because I was gonna bring up musicals. Because you're a theater kid. My dad likes musicals. Yeah. And so like we didn't. Um, I heard. I saw that. Yeah. You're not gonna do shit. I'm gonna. Oh, she's gonna be so cool, and you're gonna like her so much and respect her. Um, you're not gonna be able to fucking say, you're not gonna be able to fucking say shit. 
she's legitimately pretty cool. But I just think it's funny that that was your defense. Not like you were going to hit him back, but just like. Oh, no, <laughs> no, because he's lonely. He fucks a lot, but he's lonely. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Hey, you can't bench, west your, bench press your way out of heartbreak, man. I'm sorry. You yeah, you can. It. You just got to yeah, hit 315. Totally. He wasn't. He said he felt weak today or the other day. And he's like, I only did 300-pound chest press. It's like, shut the fuck up. You're, you're giving him too much weak. credit. He's benching 225. We did two. He did, he did some sort of reverse incline bullshit, and he was like, "I feel weak." It was decline. only 200 pounds. It was just decline. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> uh, but he was. You're absolutely bench press your way out of loneliness. Shut up, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100 percent true. That is not. I don't believe you all. This is facts. This is science. <laughs> anyway, just because you haven't done it yet doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy with the Samoan spike to Elijah's throat. Don't fuck with me, dog. Um, but no, but yeah, like th- that was a thing. My my dad, even as good as he is was like my brother did theater um he was like light manager so he wasn't even an actor uh-huh. but he was like eh, I, thought, I thought he wasn't <laughs> until he brought his girlfriend around the senior year then i was like oh okay like he just didn't know my brother's just private and mm-hmm. my dad was like well he's in theater and he's never brought a girl around is he and i was like I don't think my dad ever had to worry about me. <laughs> well, my dad never had to worry about me. I went to middle school dance. Well, you had girls chasing you in elementary. I did, but I ran. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing that I'm pretty sure like made him go like, nah, he likes girls, <laughs> was whenever my dad would watch like an R-rated movie in the living room, because we only had the one TV, Yeah, he would tell me to like cover my eyes and shit, but I'd do one of these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't like stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, but technique. like... I guess he just like always kind of like, eh, all right. Marcus, he's okay. <laughs> put up a finger above your face, like by your face. One. Does it look like you see the hole that I'm looking through? No. Yeah, I got that shit down perfectly. Yeah. It's fucking tight. Sorry, a lot of boobs in my family movies. <laughs> that I that I was I the littlest one. A lot of boobs in your family. I'm like, no, hey. in my family movies where they're like I'm the youngest, so the difference being five years from the closest. She would have been fine with some, you know, adult situations, but me being five years younger, you gotta just, you know, get the technique down. Where I'm just looking through the fucking fibers there, of the. Is side there of my any hands. strong way you deviated from like what the norm of your family nope. expected of you? This. Oh, this. That's about it. Which um, film media? Yeah. Um, not getting so like. Let's see. I forget American literature. Did your parents want you to be a lawyer? No. They didn't they didn't have any expectation of me, which is strange. <laughs> so so not to gloat, um, and not to disappoint for those some of you out there, maybe. Um, I it was unified that my parents and that my siblings all thought I was the smartest. Uh-huh. So whatever was gonna happen, uh, I was gonna be fine. So when I decided to do film and movies, my dad didn't see the vision. He was like, fucking movies. He didn't deny it, he didn't get mad at it, but he was just confused. Mm-hmm. I started talking about, oh, I'm learning about the internet and telecommunications and he's like I still don't get it and it wasn't until about four or five years after college when it started being a more viable job opportunity I mean outside of podcasting um, that he was starting to be like oh yeah the internet's a real thing but I had to call my shot in 2007 and be like I'm gonna get into media when it's all changing where DSL exists but it's still not cable it's not fast 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 and so he trusted it but thought it was a little bit strange because I wasn't American lit, which is my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other sister was, oh, I forget what the hell she was. Brother was psychology. So they let us forge our own path. The only thing I had to do was graduate in four years. That was the only thing I had to do. I mean, not one of you went STEM. So, I mean, you were not that far off. No, but like politician, teacher, teacher, That's that's pretty much 
down the line though of what you would be. My dad worked so. for a union. My mom worked for the IRS, and they were teachers before. So teacher, teacher, politician, or lobbyist essentially, uh-huh. uh, for good and media dork podcaster and now i'm in politics too so i didn't even deviate that far and i like politics (laughs) and i actually like politics because i'm good at it um surprisingly um which is bullshit because it fucking sucks here in texas but um yeah so no i'm good fight i that's my problem i don't deviate i do what i'm told and which is why i speak the way i speak I don't have any accent because my dad was like, take English and take the hardest English and don't. He spoke very clearly and made sure I did not learn uh, you know, any sort of uh, accent. Mm-hmm. I speak clearly, speak formally. I mean, your dad doesn't have an accent. He doesn't, but, but he can it, on certain words. Oh, he code switches. No, because at home he speaks the same. But like tr- have him say the word Michigan. Uh-huh. He can't fucking say it. It just comes out as like gibberish because it's the Spanish translation. He he can't write fast as fast as he could because he still has to translate in his brain. Because mm-hmm. he his everything comes out in his brain Spanish and he still has to write out and he, he'll be like in la, in the night at night, you know, because yeah. his brain can't do that. So um oh he could do it. It's just half a step slower than what it would be for me. Um so yeah, no, I didn't deviate to answer your question. Um you I did. You I, gave an example, you and then you backtracked. Stick oh, with it. No, but but the thing is that I'll probably do politics longer than this podcast. No, I don't know about that. Uh that's up to you, fucks. <laughs> I was about to say you've been podcasting for like fifteen ish years. Nine years. Two thousand fourteen is me is when I started. You have Almost a YouTube years. channel in two thousand seven is what you just said. So oh, no, I, I know I did YouTube videos in two thousand six. Yeah. I didn't stay consistent. No, it doesn't matter. You did it in two thousand seven. So oh, you is need that it. my fucking checkpoint? God damn it. That means yeah. I'm failing longer than I wanted to. No, you just need to concentrate we'll get talk about that in a <laughs> But it's just you tried for twenty years, so you need to do politics for twenty years. So I don't think you're well, gonna hit that point. You're gonna I, retire before then. I won't ever retire. <laughs> I'm a millennial. Yeah, I'll be the, working forever, which is why I chose using my voice. As long as I don't lose this, I can do some shit. Well, I mean, there is that that the world economy falls apart, and we're falling. We're fighting clickers and shit like. Yeah, that. but the thing is that I could be a good orator leader because I could just make a bunch of bullshit, and people will follow me because it's like I know how to speak and communicate and diffuse. And you have guns. <laughs> can you read Braille? Only if I. Spite I saw this someone. one Denzel Washington movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was a very important plot point. <laughs> I can recite the Bible. <laughs> right. Cult leader Sammy? No, never. Never. All right, All right guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm bragging about my oral mastery. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like, oh, like we're at the midpoint. No, no, no. We are past the midpoint. We're about to end. Um, but no, it's we've talked about bad and good aspects of masculinity, just like you or machismo. Also, you, I forgot to tell you, could you put your seat down a little bit or, or either that or scoot back a little bit? There you go. Because your head's been chopped off this entire time. Damn. And it's just going to make your forehead where all the uh, TikTok search bar stuff is. That's not oh, a good is look. Is there TikToks you. in here? 
No, probably not. <laughs> Maybe some things about Maybe my uh, grandpa yelling and silent. That's <laughs> definitely gonna be one. Um, I'm not in that one. <laughs> <laughs> you you posed the question. Um, by the way, since we're at the midpoint, real quick, uh, be sure to follow us on TikTok. Be sure to follow us on twitch.tv forward slash the underscore maximum Studio shows live every Tuesday and Thursday for the most part. Slight deviations, but be sure to check out for that. Also, follow us on Instagram at the underscore Mexcellence. Or no, I'm sorry. Instagram is the Mexcellence official. The Mexcellence on Twitter and uh, the <laughs> underscore Mexcellence on most everywhere else. Uh, just search the Mexcellence. You'll find us on every and anything. Uh, if you're on right now watching live, donations are appreciated. We get paid out on the 15th. So anything, you, yeah. So if anything that you donate today or tomorrow, we'll get paid out, and I'll be able to uh, buy these guys that bottle of Jameson that they don't want, or at the very least, get them some new chairs that aren't falling apart at the seams. So or we can buy Elijah a drink next week, or buy Elijah a drink next week. You guys can do that. I'm gonna be in New Orleans, baby. But just be sure to support the so Mexicans. Not gonna hit him in the throat. I will at Ray's thing. And they sell drinks there. I won't buy him a drink. I'll sell him a throat sandwich. Wow, that. <laughs> <laughs> What? Nancy Reagan here? <laughs> no, he's no, it's his throat. No, I'm kidding. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, here's the other thing uh, on YouTube and other places. I've had this comment about three or four times in the last month or so. Wow, you guys are really funny. Or wow, you guys should be bigger. Yeah, I'm not Help trying us to out. get any bigger. Oh, well, me either. <laughs> but, you don't want to be the thick click anymore? No, that name's taken. <laughs> we got to be the chorizo boys or something. That sounds worse. What's going on here? And so... Um, You're really breaking out of your toxic message. Hey, I am. <laughs> chorizo boys for life. Get and Sam a pink shirt, guys. If you fucking three X's. <laughs> I will try it. And what will happen, and the reason why I won't wear a pink shirt at this point is because I'd sweat through the armpits immediately. Do I, have, I do have a pink shirt. Oh, but I, I can't two. wear it. Uh, but I'm a three X if you want to give me a shirt. Anyway. I can't um, wear it on the podcast. Oh, my God. It's a... Uh, it anime, hentai... No, uh, work-related. Oh. But um, be sure to support the excellence by sharing with your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. We need to get the word out. And uh, uh, advertising budget, if you want to do that and donate, and we can have some for, for, I don't know, Facebook ads. And I'm kidding, YouTube ads and stuff like that. Uh, we could use your help because uh, we need to take this to the next level, and we're working and doing things to take it to that next level. So we always appreciate your support, but... Spread the good word of the excellence. Now back to the show. Well, guys, um, I think it was actually Rico Hero who's in the chat. I may be wrong, but uh, somebody wanted a. They requested that we do um, on a scene countdown top five macho men kind of thing. <laughs> or top, this is yours is gonna be uh, Randy Savage. <laughs> Randy Savage. <laughs> NWO Randy Savage. NWO Randy macho King Randy. <laughs> Bone saw in Spider Man. Uh, what was Rassler. that? Rassler. Yeah. And dial M for monkey. <laughs> I do not like your kick so high. I do not like them, Sam R I. That's so, the only thing I remember from that And episode. the Slim Jim Man. <laughs> Warhorse? No. And Miss Elizabeth's husband. Um, but, um... Thanks, Rico Hero. He did the call for a thousand bits. Awesome. Um, but I knew that we couldn't... If we do do that soon, it, we couldn't do it without having an episode like this because mm -hmm. uh, being overly masculine does have a lot of negative connotations in society sure. kind of thing um unless it's tempered by what is an example uh, how to be a good uh, how do you be a, a good hombre kind of wow thing. i don't like that phrasing 
Why? Because it's stupid when it was negative, and it's, I think it's a little stupid now. But ombre? No, bad. The bad ombres. The that was real a... bad ombre. <laughs> the junk food kid. <laughs> Rugrats. Okay, okay you, you've repurposed it. I'm okay now. Back on track. <laughs> the junk food kid. Rugrats. Um, I know. I remember. No, I have a. So I told. I maybe have not mentioned this. I have a catalog. Uh, catalogic is that the word? No. Anyway, I have a, a, a dense knowledge of Rugrats, Full House, and um, fuck, what's the other one? I have no fucking idea. Those oh, two things don't Street have anything Fighter? in common. Well, Street Fighter, they got past five. Past five I lost it. <laughs> uh, but no, it's an encyclopedic knowledge. Full House, Rugrats, and uh, I'm very good at Hey Arnold, but... Then it, they had movies and shit, and I stopped paying attention. I was about to say, like, Full House even has Fuller House. I don't know if you... I didn't do Fuller House. I'm not yeah. a terrorist, but... But any, but anyway, to go back to the original <laughs> thing, um, I just wanted to... How do you, how are you a bien hombre? Like, what defines being a good man kind of thing? Because sometimes it, you some of the language you use is very, like, anti-man kind of thing. And yep. I'm normally on the other side, where it's like... I almost come off sometimes as being a pro men's advocate, which in some aspects I am, but not overall. I still don't think that like I need to prove that I'm a man is a good thing either, kind of thing. But it's just like where do how do you find the mid? Because that's that's where we're at as a society. We're breaking from a lot of the the, the rancho type mindset that you were mm-hmm. talking about earlier. Because we no longer are going to have nine kids. We're no longer are trying to survive by like the the sweat of our brow there's no ranch. fucking excuse to not go to therapy anymore it's that's included, a good example it's, mo- it's included in, it's included <laughs> in most insurances most. don't have that your job doesn't give you health insurance not that probably our job at amica oh sorry well whatever fuck hey we've job. been out for two years yeah I'm fucking fine they paid for one session every two months, I think. Right. They, oh. The first taste is free. It's like drugs. I uh. might as well just do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. will say that going to therapy and going to see a tarot card reader is almost kind of the same. Because <laughs> <laughs> every tarot card reader I've seen, for the most part, is like 80 years old. And like they kind of know a lot of their shit. Not in the sense that they can tell me t- psychological <laughs> things. <laughs> so, uh, I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast where like Burt Kreischler was on. Burt Kreischler. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was one moment from that. Uh, from one of the many episodes that he was on uh, that always stuck with me and really made me laugh because it keeps showing up on my YouTube feed. Like uh-huh. I didn't listen to the whole episode, <laughs> but uh, it was a clip of, I think he was going through some shit and he was thinking about going to therapy and Joey Diaz was like, fuck that. We'll have coffee every morning and you tell me. <laughs> So then, yeah, he'd call him like at 7 a.m. They'd meet up at like some cafe and he'd be like, all right, what you got? (laughs) Stop being a pussy. (laughs) There is an well, that is a weird middle point between it is toxic masculinity. It is also Joey Diaz from everything that I've learned about him through every podcast wants you to be vulnerable with him because he wants to give you good advice at the end of the day. So that is an example of the midpoint kind of thing where it's just like, I think that talks uh, the, the idea of being machismo and being like too, what's it called? Um, too tough kind of thing. Like needs to be tame. Like now it's tough to be vulnerable. Is that, that's the thing. It's a line from Goodfellas. Yeah. Kind of just reminded me. It's a, the way, uh, 
Polly Cicero describes Tommy uh, in to uh, Henry. He's like, mm-hmm. Tommy's too much of a cowboy. He's got too much to prove. Like, you don't want to be that. You don't mm-hmm. want to be Tommy. Mm-hmm. You, you, Henry also has problems, but he wasn't as bad as Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that that. I think that's what a uh, where a lot of toxic masculinity stems from. Where it's like, I I gotta prove something to someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know who. A lot of times it's probably to themselves, mm-hmm. but they have that chip on their shoulder where they're like, I, people must know that I am man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the question was, what's the middle ground? Or where does it come How from? How do you define a good man in general? It doesn't matter if, if you agree with us at all, actually. It well, just, it's just a matter of, like, if you were to have a son, what what would you tra- – how would you treat him tra- – how would you raise him to be a man? So listen to this one Leonard Skinner song. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. That's not Leonard Skinner. The other one. Whatever. Is that, wait, is that no, Leonard Skinner? No, it's not. Skinner? Okay. No, um, so uh, of all the unlikeliest of stupid places – um, especially from me, um, you know that I love workshops. Mm-hmm. You know I love being told things, right? I love being told You're what to do. To TED talks. I love fucking <laughs> slides. These are things that I love. I'm saying for the audio listeners uh, with a really stupid expression on my face. But it was at a college one. It was about masculinity, and the guy asked the question that you just asked: What does it take to be a good man? And everyone started list- listing off the things of all these Mexican guys thought what the definition of a good man was: take care of your family, make sure you have money, make sure they're fed, make sure you dress nicely, make sure your hair is done, make sure your teeth are clean, make sure you have good posture, make sure you open doors, make sure um, you walk on the car side of the road, make sure uh, you don't cheat on your girl, and do all that stuff, right? So all those things we mentioned fall under masculinity. And then the guy goes, that's all just a good person. And we're like, what? Mm-hmm. Are, like, are men not people? Right. <laughs> did, did I miss something? They're not exclusive. But those things that we mentioned, he was challenging the idea that those were the defining characteristics of manhood or masculinity, whereas it's just people. Men are people. But that means just the other inversely was that women could do all this stuff too. And it's the same. Yeah. This, yeah, no, I know you're not disagreeing with me, but no, but that's, I think that's part of what masculinity does is that it makes you not think you're people. It makes you think that you're this entity that must provide, that that must prove something. Marcos, can you do me a favor? That actually works perfectly to this episode. Mm-hmm. Can you go to Instagram and go to my story? Um, so when you get to, you know, my personal, the excellence, I tell this because if you follow me on Instagram and if you've watched the show, I have a thing about man cults. And I use the the term man cults. I invented it in the sense that these are clubs, organizations, challenges that people sign up for. uh, And these are people who are business businessmen. They seem to be in the early to mid forties, maybe their fifties. And you got your stories removed. What? It said you got your stories removed. Uh, Is that the excellence or? I'll just pull it up on my phone then. No, I pulled it up. Like there's aspects here, but Uh one of the stories got pulled. Is what it said when I logged in. Go ahead. Keep going. See the audio one? Oh, it's on the top 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 right. There you go. Which one got removed? I didn't I didn't look at it. Okay, go back. Uh I mean like, like pause it or yeah, get to there. Okay. So put it back to me so I can describe what I'm talking about real quick. Thank you though. Um <laughs> So all this epic music. So the idea is um these men have all this expendable money and Every single one of these um, 
video testimonials are them saying, I need to do something. I need to provide. I need to, I'm lacking something. I'm feeling empty. Uh, my wife's unhappy. I'm unhappy. My kids are unhappy. And they're explaining all of these things that they feel unworthy of or unworthy of in the current moment. And mm-hmm. so this one I found this morning was called, uh, was it Rise Up Kings or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a Christian one where it's like, Find yourself, be closer to God, find yourself, be closer to your family and all this shit, right? It's selling you all this shit. And all I thought was this is masculinity gone horribly, horribly fucking wrong because it's a bunch of insecure people that can't talk about their feelings. Now you could play the clip. So uh, I, 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 I do want to say two things. Before yeah. Like, it's one. Um Somebody said brought up Fight Club, which is an example of toxic masculinity. Oh, um, you're not supposed to like Tyler Durden, you fools. Um, Fight Club is written by a gay dude that was just kind of like, I want to write something to the point that it's a cartoon, and most people didn't realize that. Right. Well, the script, the movie script changed it to make Tyler more likable. Oh, right. is that what it is? In the book, he's a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> In the book, you will definitely not like Tyler, but in the movie, they cut all that unlikable stuff out. Or the majority of it. Right. Um, and then just to go back to uh, what you were saying is that, uh, and this is this will be something that I add to later, is just um, whether you're even your, going back to your original or one of your other points, whether you're a man or a woman, the world just makes you feel insecure at the end of the day. <laughs> well, the, I, I would vote capitalism does that more so than the world. The world well, will punish the capitalism. Well, well, right. Well, chicken egg. But <laughs> essentially, the world inherently will make you feel vulnerable. Yeah. Capitalism will make you feel unworthy. And that's the poison that these people are, are sipping and trying to heal from. Because being incapable in the world, you just fucking die. Which is why you get machismo, because you need to build a shield and a set of boundaries and rules that you can build to defend yourself from the elements of the world's inherent cruelty. This is a different sect of that, which is interpersonal cultural capitalistic shit now you can play it and you can listen to the what they're saying uh, and please turn the volume up and start it fresh because this first line is fucking insane hit the next one no, that's good keep it rolling there's only like six of them. Go through this, and they are not the same man when they walked out of there. I've seen some of them fight back for the first time in their life. Line? No, she's <laughs> feeling emotions. I don't think you understand. It looked like she was feeling that Taco Bell from last night. <laughs> He's saying that his wife doesn't understand him. You can feel her. You can feel the hurt you cause her. And that hurt is a direct result of your lack of leadership. There's no other way to say it. There's nobody false but yours. And the price of not going is divorce. <laughs> like most of us need that nudge to get past. And if you're watching this, this is the nudge. Like there, there might not be another one. Like this is it. There's so much so on you. And if you don't do it here, where are you gonna do it? Like, where? Like, are you okay just living this life? 
sir. I'm not white or Christian. This doesn't speak to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, so, but like all of this fanfare, uh-huh. uh, I don't want my life, wife to leave me because I'm not a leader. Um, uh, the only answer of not doing this thing is divorce. Uh, this woman who, God, I don't know who this woman is, is just like, this is your only chance to make everything right. And it's like, just talk to your wife. Communicate. Be like, hey, well, honey, I feel like shit because you make more money than me. Talk. Screw that. I want to be manly. In I want to roll. <laughs> I want to roll in the mud with man. There is an aspect of it that is just like you don't. There's not a lot of places you can be a man at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And so what my cousin said, uh, yeah. well, you would say just join boot camp again. My cousin was like, oh, I'd pay five thousand dollars. It costs five thousand five hundred to do to go to football practice for three days. Right. Well, that's the thing is like there's so many like I I don't I know what this is this is just making money off people's insecurities right percent but it's just kind of like there's so many things that you can do right that you I mean you can pick up archery for two hundred dollars you can <laughs> you can pick up wrestling for no, like, but you, like but, but screw rest, that but, these guys have money they can take up Formula One <laughs> right. they, they, they're the dudes that can afford the project car that I cannot right exactly <laughs> right. No, but, but the thing is that you're missing is that those are all individualistic endeavors at least the ones you mentioned briefly yeah. Wrest, I mean wrestling at the fine dudes but yeah. but that could be gay no, I'm just saying, right? Yeah. They're Christian guys. They oh, it could be gay wrestling. So you talk about hobby cars. That's by yourself unless you join a car club, which is why people build that society. Or you can prove to other men that I have the money, the status, and now the connection with God and my wife and the big bro, pee-pee. You don't, you don't know car people because they 100% are a community that supports yeah, themselves. <laughs> that what? Oh, no. That they support each other. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's good. No, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. If you're doing a car thing, you have to join that community if you want that missing piece. Yeah, Otherwise, you be give... Paul Walker pulling up to a Vin Diesel and it's like, brace your pink slips. Right. But if you give these guys a car, they wouldn't know what to do with it because they're already so isolated. The fact that you can't talk to your wife and be like... She's saying to you, you don't understand me, and you know it's hurting her, and you can't do anything about it. It's because of your lack of leadership, JJ, or you just never said, hey, hun, help me understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how to be emotionally, I don't know how to emotionally connect because my dad didn't teach me because his dad beat the shit out of him because he was in World War One. You know? It's this big fucking... Uh, falling domino effect of not doing that. So... That's the bad part. Yeah. The good part is I said it earlier and it was a quote from Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. where he was talking about making the voice for it. Yeah. And he was like, uh, he's going in for the read and the guy, uh, his bro- he was with his brother and he was like, I don't know how I should do this read. I don't know what I do. His brother was in the military and he said, have th- something along the lines of his brother told him, have the strength to be gentle or something along yeah. those lines. And... Peter Cullen then goes in instead of being like, hi, I'm Optimus Prime, like super heroic. He's like, I'm Optimus Prime, right? And he does that yeah. real rich and deep and courageous and inspiring voice. And when I have that example, that's what masculinity is to me. A good That good balance is having the power to wield it and wielding it for good mm-hmm. um, and, and trying to... And trying to use it in a way that influences the betterment of others. Um, That, if you want to talk about specifically masculinity, because if masculinity is anything different than femininity or just being a good person, I would say that men tend to strive for power more. Yeah. Based off of you could, I argue um, biologically, you know, the hunter, the hunter element or the Mm -hmm. um, whatever, right? The hunt party. 
if you want to take it down to that bare root. Uh, but like I said, but even the women in Mexican culture fucking pulled up rifles and fought alongside men. Yeah. So vaguely that example, if it's power, I don't think women grab for power broadly like men do. And so mm-hmm. when you have that power, you know, it's yielding it for good. And, I'm not, and once again, that's not to say women don't yield power or they can't have it. I don't think they lust for it like men are taught to. And I think every man is taught to no matter how good they are. I think every man is, has been taught from society, at least American culture, to gain power or status. And the only way masculinity can be good is if you use it for something worth a damn. Um, I do want to start off by bringing up what uh, Goliath said. I do apologize that I'm going to be looking off camera because this was a while ago, right as I asked. How do, yeah. I, be, how do I be a good person? Is it the long text? Yeah, the long text. I'll pull um, it up over here. Tell me when you're ready. Got it. You can pull it up for. Oh, wrong one. Oh, no. Uh, coming from a trans man, being a man is being able to lead, but being able to listen and learn from others, being emotionally open and available, uh, being compassionate, empathetic, and being willing to do everything and everything you can for the people that you love. Um, so this is a... F- uh, I'm going to start with the fictional thing, and then I'll go on to real examples. But, like, um, Rocky is a really good example of ma- of masculinity kind of thing because mm-hmm. the the whole first two movies are actually a love story yeah honestly it's about him it's a little creepy up. though and he kisses her forcefully kisses her in his apartment that one it's time it's 70s so i mean you can't <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying when you watch rocky and you're yeah. like oh it's a good movie i'm gonna show it to this 13 year old child uh nephew or whatever and you're like "Ooh, don't do I, that though i actually saw rocky backwards i saw rocky four millions of times and then eventually uh, it's not in the movie he's known her for a while so like this isn't like their first it's not translated well though (laughs) it's not in that scene i agree with you but but yeah it's uh they've known each other since childhood yeah but going back like he stands up for her he defends her all the time and and it's not a gender role like he does that to everybody yeah and i was actually going to start with rocky balboa of all of them Hmm. six the sixth movie but like, there's just a really sweet moment where um, he's helping a girl that gave him shit. I think in Rocky One, actually. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but um, she's like, "Why are you helping me?" And it's just like, "Well, I mean, who says you have to do anything for me to do something nice?" Kind of thing. Yeah. So the overall thing about how to, or at least the way that I was raised to be mm-hmm. a good masculine man, is just that um, it's being able to brunt to carry some of the weight kind of thing like go mm-hmm. a little bit further work a little bit harder mm-hmm. but that's that's the good masculine energy but it's also like don't be possessive like the way that Goliath said be compassionate you're yeah. supposed to understand people as they come you're not supposed to expect anything from right. them you're doing it because you're a good person not because I'm trying to abuse them for power kind right. of thing like well, going back to what you said well that's what it's kind of like, well, that's what I was saying it's like having the power to yeah. listen being yeah. strong enough to listen and to yeah. accept and to understand. That's, that's, I mean, it's a vaguer definition, but yeah. it still falls in line to what you say. Well, like when I, when you look up machismo, like kind of thing, it doesn't actually say anything about gender roles or anything like that. Um, what it actually says is it's like a code of honor and dignity uh, about pushing yourself and working hard kind of thing. Um, I misspelled it, but whatever. Fuck it. Latin American culture, machismo, a social behavior pattern in which Latin male exhibits overbearing attitudes to anyone in position he perceives as... Well, that's not what I read. But anyway. To bandy complete subservience. Maybe if you spell it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> not machismo, whatever you spelled as. 
No, it still shows up, but it, it, that's not what I. What I what I when I looked it up earlier was honor and dignity and about maybe uh, wow maybe it has to do with our different search histories kind of. But, uh, uh, well, hey, that's that's the that's the uh, the excellence junk search. Actually, no, that goes to my main one. I think so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, like it's it's not. It's about trying to be honest, upfront, good, hardworking, but. I do think in the new re- in the new era of where we're living, you do need to temper it with um, compassion and um, not trying to be possessive over things. Like there is a aspect of like you got to be able to let things go. You're doing things because it's the right thing to do, not because you expect anything back. Right. Uh, yeah, I think it's part. Of, yeah, it's part of that capitalistic thing where it's like I need to be better and I need more. I need more. I need more. Whatever it is. Attention, love, affection. I gave money. up on the capitalistic game a long time ago. Literally, every job interview that I ever do is like, I don't care about how much money I make. I care that I'm making a difference. Oh no! If I'm gonna play their fucking game, I better make. Their, I better get more dollar points than other people. God damn no, it! I don't give a fuck about that. Oh no! Well, that now I found a job I like. It's like, oh, give me more dollar points, and I can. I mean, work hard and do. And I subsist. care about being able to pay rent, so I still care about that much money. Yeah, <laughs> that much money. Yes, yeah. I care but about fifteen hundred dollars like, a month. <laughs> Can I buy a game every month? Cool. <laughs> um, it has been mathematically like done by but psychologists. But I also don't have and, a kid or a wife or anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> by uh, psychologists and, econ- and economic uh, economist that 120,000 is like mm-hmm. the perfect point. Nothing gets better after that. Nothing gets more better after 120. I learned. Yeah. Yeah. After 120, you'd actually your life. Your happiness scale. I don't know how they measured happiness, by the way, but it becomes like it starts going downhill. Well, yeah, it's, be- it's because you start thinking you have more money than you can use to buy other things. Like, oh, I'm gonna buy a boat, and it's like, cool. Now I gotta maintain this fucking boat. <laughs> That's not it's fun. A, so, uh, it's not the 120, but uh, I remember this from working at the casino. If you come across a mill. <laughs> You, Sorry, I'm laughing at Savage Mandy. I'll never make 120. It's cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you if you somehow make it to a mill, yeah, and get that milli. Half of it goes to taxes. If you're not super careful with it, it's gone. Yeah, like you that other 500k just poofed. That's why there's so many like tragedies. Revolving around the the lottery, they they win big and then they spend big. Uh, the money rarely brings happiness to these people. Unfortunately, yeah. it's okay. I'll win the lottery. I'll t- I'll be happy with it. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll if you give me your money out there, listeners, I'll be happy. Especially if you give me one hundred twenty thousand dollars, that'd be fucking tight. We're uh, splitting that six ways. <laughs> so we're all getting 20k <laughs> that's enough to buy a car that was good fast math hey i'll take 20k i'll stop be able to, i'll not be able to work for a month done and gave us 100 bits thank you Rico. <laughs> thank you i Rico. love you oh easy there what? he's been cool. a, he's a good fan he's a friend i like you i like you Hand you don't shirts. love your friends i don't love you guys <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. You be vulnerable and be a good. Wait, time. I'm a man. I don't have fucking feelings. Shit. That shirt you're wearing is gay. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's light powder blue for the audio listeners, and it's quite lovely. No, but like, but can you imagine if I was like that? Could you imagine that there's podcast? No, not even imagine. 
recognize that there are podcasts that are like that that are just like so fucking angry at women and the homosexuals and trans and LGBTQ and they just use it to fucking oh they just use it to try to fulfill themselves in a way that they can never fulfill it like a hundred thousand dollars like I mean I'm I'm not in um Elijah's Uber <laughs> <laughs> in his Uber like I thought you meant like his friends are the ones that do that no no, no his friends Elijah's, are cool I'm not in Elijah's age group but yeah definitely a lot of his original podcasts are straight up like or people podcasts by 25 year olds are like Here's why women are terrible. Here's why men are terrible. Right. <laughs> See, like, I didn't go that far, but even the earliest episodes of uh, the podcast were like, I don't like big women. And it was like, it was that. And like, yeah, that was like the running thing where what, I was that, a fat you guy. You said that. Uh, on early Mexcellence, 2014 Mexcellence. I'm 24 years old. And you want to know what it was? Spoiler alert for all the people that are doing podcasts now and they're 24 and they're now 34 and I'm 32. Um, yeah, the not liking big women thing is a super huge insecurity for because all of the kids in school would be like, you're fat, you need to be with the fat girl. And that was my way of being like, no, I deserve the skinny, traditionally beautiful women. And then... I raged against it so much, not realizing it was my insecurity and the fact that I was a fat piece of shit and that I couldn't make myself happy or better on my own accord that I had to take it out on the women. So if you ever go back and find those episodes and be like, cancel Sammy, he said this about big women. I know it's me because I've been in therapy for four years and I was an insecure and am actively somewhat an insecure individual with a lot of things I'm working through. But but that's what it is. That's what Machismo does is it puts it on everybody the fuck else well, instead I mean, of at yourself. Least when it comes to some of the people in Elijah's age group, it can't be Machismo because they're not Mexican. No, but it's it's toxic masculinity. It's a di- different terms, different different terms, same effect, right? It's that idea. I want you to know that Savage Mandy forgives you for as a big woman. It's all right because guess what? In my time and experience of not being twenty four, thicker women are fucking awesome. Yee, yee. Shout out to shout out to my very hippie girlfriend. <laughs> she's not not a thick. One. No, she's not. A, <laughs> she's not like big or anything, but she's very hippie. And it, she she carries it in her waist thigh area and no, but my dumb ass is twenty four would be like, uh, she might be too big or she's too old or whatever, right? Because she's older than I am. And now I'm like, mm, sign me up. Mm-mm-mm. So and yes, I am saying that about my girlfriend. Goddamn right, Key. Yeah, and it's like yeah, you just realize, oh yeah, who gives a fuck? Do, do they treat you right? Do they love you? Going back to toxic masculinity. You know what my girlfriend does that nobody else in my family does now or people in relationships have ever done? Considered my fucking opinion on things. We consider your opinion all the time. No, you don't. I go, hey, guys, do you want to do a top five on this? No. Okay. Well, yeah, we consider it first. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just all agree that it's stupid. Because your top fives are weird. (laughs) Well, my my next top five, the real next top five I had, they're, they're fucking interesting. All the top fives I make are fucking awesome. They top do well. Top five desserts is not interesting. Top five desserts was TJ's idea, I believe. No, you said that was yours. Well, then it's still... <laughs> well, you don't like dessert. That's on you. <laughs> we like desserts. He likes chocolate. I like different things. Okay, no. five times some chocolate. No, <laughs> that's fine. We argued about fucking candy bars. No, the next top five I have was based kind of off of this one, which was the top five take my man cards. So that is five, a good one. So that, five, that's not the normal like pedigree that you right. have. No, but I, see, I, I I come up with hits sometimes. But yeah, the, <laughs> the five things that uh, a stupid idiot would take your man card away from uh, for uh, yeah, excuse me, something that a person would take your man card away from you for mm-hmm. 
activity, uh, hobby, et cetera, et cetera. My recent purchases. What'd you buy? Spoiler. I bought uh, Number six. a new set of pots and pans and hair ties. The hair, dope, the, the hair tie thing is like, <laughs> but there's so many long hair. That's like a new thing now. But hair ties would be one of those ones where it's like they're pretty. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know, like scrunchy styles, like colorful. No, ones? Hell no. But, oh, okay. But they're colorful. I, mean, I buy headbands. They're like, nice. Right. I also bought a headband. Yeah, like my one, like my number six would be candles, scented candles. I fucking love me some scented candles. I can like a I, lot. I don't think that's feminine at all. It's when you're going to Ross and smelling them with the other old Mexican ladies. It can be a little off-putting. No, I mean, I, the thing is, like, where's the line? I worked at Kohl's. We did that as a dare. Oh, well, this one's... Uh, no, uh, we had the we had Yankee Candle, which is, like, the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Yankee Candle's I was going to say, Kohl's is yeah, just, like, another Ross. Kohl's sells. Oh, you're talking about just the power of the Yankee Candles trying to smell them. Yeah. Because those can make you sick if you, like... Oh, no, there were some that were just legit shitty. They're, oh, that's a what shitty I meant. smell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like not every candle at Ross is a winner. Not every candle at Kohl's and Yankee Candle oh. is a winner. Oh, actually, yeah, we're on the same page then. Um, hard Man, side eyes on making fun of us. She's like, uh, it's so weird to genderize things, and I understand where you're coming from, but that is also still like Spanish is my first it, language, and everything has a gender. This chair is a girl. <laughs> Unless you bring this them, this mic is a boy. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of things like I would consider where people would be like. Man card. And I'm like, no, you can't take it because it's a new I mean, age. It's also a very 20s thing that I, I don't think happens when you're 30. Right, because we don't fucking care. Yeah. But number one, suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the ultimate because that's the first of all, you're caring for a fellow man in the best way you possibly could. Perhaps one of them anyway. Top four, I'm assuming. Maybe I, mean, I was bad at it, and that's why he's taking my number. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Bad ahead is a, definitely a takeaway of the man card. I've definitely like heard the argument that um, gay sex is the manliest sex because yeah. there's no women involved. Exactly. Yeah. How do you think the Spartans did so well? They literally loved their fellow soldier. They literally did. So, right. so if you want to be stronger at fighting, <laughs> find your closest mate and make sweet relations to them. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for coming out. Um, I do want to make a small... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Savage Manny, that's a very masculine mic. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> These are literally mushroom-shaped tips. Anyway. Do you want to make a small shout-out to Surreal Garden? Because they bought, uh, they gave us all VIP passes for us to hang out with them. Oh, my weekend. God. So be sure this Sunday to check out our Instagram because we are going to be plastering all of us. Maybe are you going? Nope. Well, JJ's not going because he's got. We're game. also going to be plastered nice. because it's after brunch. But oh, it's gonna be after brunch. I believe they're taking care of food and beverage. Yes. Um. So and this is the full name of the botanical garden here in Austin, Texas. Yes. What is the name? Uh, the Zilker Botanical Garden. Zilker Botanical Garden has gifted us as influencers. So thanks to you, we've been able to garner that status with our TikTok following, with all the things that we have on our socials, and we are going to have a lovely time. So if you want a sneak peek of all of our significant others at the time, you know, Tommy's got his girl there. I'm having my girl there. They might be holding the camera while we take sexy photos, and we have to Photoshop JJ in because he's got family time. <laughs> We're going to um, Photoshop, Photoshop him in like we Photoshop Gertz. Because Gertz not might even be. that I want family time. It's that I don't want to hang out in an enchanted garden with three different couples. <laughs> Maggie will be there. You guys can f pretend. I don't want to hang out with Maggie in an enchanted garden. That's three different couples. <laughs> is, that, is that less about Maggie or more about the enchanted garden? Mostly or about the three different couples in the enchanted oh, garden. Oh, what are you talking about? None of us are PDA people. Actually, I'm a PDA people. Never mind. I'd be like... You're not that PDA. I'm, I'm hung out with you. Compared to you and Tommy, 
Well, Tommy gives his girlfriend five feet. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Tommy orbits around his, his lady love uh, like a sun and a planet. So, um, yeah. So if you want to see that kind of stuff, uh, we are going to try to take some cool photos. JJ, unfortunately, would be left out of all of the cool photos because of Botanical Gardens, not his groove. Um, Grove. I hate you. Um, <laughs> go check us out and go follow Zilker Botanical Garden on Instagram. I don't know the official tag, but if you search it, you'll find it. And be sure to shout them out when they inevitably take a picture of all of us bros wearing very nice clothes because we have to dress up because it's it's a nice event. So oh, yeah, um, I'm also not doing that. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm actually amazed by what Tommy's going to wear because Tommy was also, he was the first one to say yes, actually. Tommy's going to wear a short sleeve button up that looks very nice, some khaki pants, the whatever sneakers he got. And Tommy his nice out here frolicking glasses. with this girl. Bro, <laughs> he legit frolics with her. He had a fucking walk in the park. I actually frolic with my girl though, but the, but the thing is that she She's like, I already got my combat boots ready. And I'm like, combat boots? Because she's like kind of punkish, but not really. But she always has like docs and stuff like that. So she's just uh I no no offense. Cause she's cool. Super cool. She's like um what is it? It's like it's not punk, but she's like a hard rock fan. Like that Yeah. Like she like she's she's not so far into emo or goth or any of those things, but she's not plain Jane. Yeah, she's like a three days grace fan. <laughs> a, a Buck Cherry fan. No, a little more. A little more. A little more. Give her uh, some more credit. <laughs> well, the fucking Zach, side, sidebar, Zach is our, our punk rock friend. It's his birthday today, right? Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, Zach. Uh, you're never going to see this. You don't watch our show. But hey, Marcos will tell you that we did it. But no, he goes, he was making fun of a friend. They were having an argument about what kind of rock music they liked. Yeah. And, the fr- and he goes to his friend, you like Ice Nine Kills unironically. And I was like, bitch, my girlfriend, that's her favorite band. I saw them. So... Einstein Kills is, if you want to get a gist of what my girlfriend's like, that's her favorite band. Go check them out. Um, Einstein Kills is a, um, they're basically the Misfits, but for our age. And also horror themed. No, that's what the Misfits are. Oh, are the Misfits horror themed? Yes. Oh, do they sing songs about uh, Leatherface? Uh, Not about Leatherface. Einstein Kills legitimately sings about the movies. Well, that's why I said about our age, because the Misfits were in the 70s, and so they have songs about aliens and zombies and mm. demons and stuff like that. Iced Earth, well, they're a metal band, though, but they made a whole, like, horror, a classic universal horror monster album. I like that uh, Rico's like, oh, J.C. Pitty style. No, 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 no. No, he said, like, I took the Mexico's family photo with matching tees, a lot of leather jackets and combat boots, question mark. She said, no, no leather jackets, not yet. She she would wear one. She just too hot. It's too hot. She wouldn't style it well. Um, but yeah, no, we'll take matching uh, JCPenney photos in here. I might hire a videographer. I didn't have to mention that. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'll tell you the hilarious details about that later. All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming out. Um, we are unsure about our unsure about our schedule next week, just because uh, Thursday, four twenty, we're taking off because we're all giant potheads. No, just playing. No, uh, <laughs> well, my girlfriend's in town. Ray Tone Royal, if you're in Austin, is having a show. Be sure to follow Tone Royal Music on Instagram just and then find out where all the, show the local is. events. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to support them. Anyway, um, we're gonna be there, so we'll probably do like Monday, Wednesday, maybe. JJ, yeah. perhaps. Maybe he pro- he's not going to do both shows. I'll tell you that. Oh, right one now. of them. Yeah, but look out for Sync Countdown. Look out for Compass. Look out for other things, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. What voice is that? Why are you like this? Where's our music? <laughs>